And welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be discussing some of the recent changes behind the scenes, more recoil changes after we did our top 10 list. Yay! And um, following that, it's just going to be a hodgepodge of random, crazy, uh, dystopian, post-apocalyptic stuff going on within Tarkov. I don't know. This I'm a, I'm gonna be honest and just go and get put it out here in the front. Uh, this cast is gonna be a little different. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be kind of negative from me at least. Okay, and I'm personally going through some personal things in life that are affecting that, but I am just kind of at my limits of Tarkov at the moment. So if you know you're like eh, this church guy, I really don't know about him. Okay, it might be best to click on a different, you know, episode. We got different episodes of different churches, persons, personas, right? This is like the darker church persona coming out today. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, um, it's actually kind of funny because we were literally just talking before the cast, and I was like, yeah, this one, is, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to caveat that I'm enjoying the game like I always do, right? And it's, mm -hmm. you know, playing solo, whatever. I, I feel that, like, the experience of me playing the game is very different from you know, engaging with the community and like what's happening on the community side. And I feel this week has been a very, like, it's been a very dark week. It's been a very bleak week for many reasons. And um, for me, it's probably been like one of the bleakest. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to be like just super downbeat, but uh, I'm definitely going to be critical of some of the stuff that's happened because um, it's kind of annoying and I'm <laughs> not super happy about it. So yeah, we we will uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we'll manage to you know lift some kind of positive spirit out of it at least. But um, I don't know. Let's with that said, let's just jump it straight into the first the first piece, which is actually gameplay related, which is actually nice. Um, the stuff that I obviously like to look at the most, which is the the improvements they made to the DMRs. So they managed to put out a another update to the recoil changes and, and patch stuff that they've been doing recently, which is kind of cool. Um, but I mean, it, this one probably has the least impact out of all of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether you dealt like dove dive went into it really deeply, church, and had a look at it. But um, there's it's basically all of the DMRs. There's, but there's probably ones that were missing. But it's the the G28, the really expensive one, but the super lightweight one. Um, the SR25, the M1A, uh, the, the the sword like the Mark 18, Mjolnir, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, the SVD, the RSAS, the RFB. Um, all got their horizontal recoil uh, improved, and then also so so did the VSS as well. Which is the reason why I'm like singling that one out separately. Yeah, is because you know it's the only one that goes full auto out of that list, right? And it's typically been you know terrible, um, or at least those guns have have had a pretty hard time across the past kind of like year and a half, I would say. Yeah, it's so they didn't do the AS foul either, I'm assuming? No. It doesn't seem like because they did. Because it's not a DMR, so I mean, it makes sense, but I'm just curious. Yeah. So is yeah. the VSS better than the uh, no, AS foul now? I think so. Nothing changed. This is all horizontal recoil. So the AS foul, like the return to center time, the convergence is slightly better, or it always has been, which makes total sense. Sure. I'm not sure if the... Horizontal recoil. I'm actually just going to look it up because I didn't check this before. Um, I'm just going to look up and see and see whether that's that's whether that's the same or not. Oh no, I'm getting stuck. You can actually look it up on and um, talk off changes. Yeah. 
AS file. Where are we? Here we go. Special assault rifle. Cool. Because they actually have all the stats there, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So you can just check if things are up to date. Because sometimes, well, sometimes the issue with like the the ch- the changes is that sometimes it's hard to like remember. Like if there was a change that you missed or, or whatever, like it's and, unless you get like a, you know a lovely magic Excel sheet produced from the dark, you know, that comes out of the dark part of you know the uh, underbelly of the Tarkov community. It's kind of tricky to know otherwise and you think oh what was this gun anyway and like maybe you missed an update or whatever but like being able to go to logical's website and just look it up is really cool um yeah. so yeah so that one is so the, yeah the, it's 20 is the laval and they've changed the vss to 12 from 20 so it is now better so they used to be the same and now it's better than the the SVL in terms of horizontal but the vertical control is not as not quite as good and obviously you can't really mod it at all yeah but... so you know make it that what you will i mean we as we've all said right the horizontal recoil is the powerhouse of making things actually feel good in many yeah. ways so it's it's kind of interesting between the two yeah um... so it's like yeah one one's got better horizontal but you can mod i, don't, I wonder whether you can like right. mod the valve to feel the same that'd be interesting that you know it's it's 20 is the base stat the other thing you can the... get half the recoil right you know, because the other thing with the Val is it has better uh, convergence or auto recoil control by 0.2, yeah. which isn't insignificant. So it's, I don't know. I think it's probably a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I have actually been using the VSS a little bit. I've been using mostly, so I've been trying, we can talk about this like later on, but um, I've been trying out some of these guns because I, I, post, I posted a video that I thought was going to be interesting. It was kind of spurred by the, the whole like looking at the Zabralo and mm-hmm. seeing how there's really only like eight rounds in the game that you can access that might actually be able to kill this thing. Obviously, outside of headshotting or leg matter, and that you right. can actually like get through. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what applies for like class five. Um, like, I had a look at those selections of rounds, and I've just been kind of using a selection of those. So I've I need to punish a six anyway. So I've been using the SVD. Which um, has been been kind of cool using that with BT, and then um, and then a bit now I've moved on to the VSS. But I'm just like trying to go through like various different guns. I, I use the G36 with uh, M9M5 a little bit, which is kind of fun. Uh, so there's like basically all the high end ammos. I'm just kind of going to cycle through crafting a bunch of different ones and just see like how I feel about them with the different weapons and come to some kind of conclusion if there's like a you know a new meta or whatever that feels that feels good. I don't know because like so many of these things are uh, bottlenecked by Workbench Three. But anyway. I was using the VSS. It feels, it feels okay. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not too bad. It actually feels alright. I don't know. I'm still the jury's still out. Like I've only run a couple of raids with it. Um, but uh, I killed a guy with an MP7 using the VSS. So I don't know, it's alright. And and MP6 is actually super powerful because it's basically like BP. Yeah. Um, I've been running the twenty rounders because I've been trying to find like a nice budget, yeah, you know, sweet spot. That so yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so I think I think it's I think it's fine. I mean, try, yeah, I'm trying to find something that's like cheap because that's the thing. If you're going to run, the big problem with the VSS is unless you're tower, like you can't really hit anything at long range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it's sort of like a glorified SMG. Right. And and to justify using it <laughs> over like any seven six two gun with BP, there has to be some redeeming feature. One of which is like it's super easy to build and it's cheap. You know, this, if you can run it on the budget, then that and it's got the same performance, like close up. Then okay, you can run it like um a bit like an equivalent to the MCX, but not as expensive. You know, the MCX is sort mm. of a glorified SMG, probably less bad now because the, the changes to its stats. But like previously, it was just like glorified SMG with the forty eight pen rounds, just kind of like the best SMG in the game, even though it's you know an AR. And the VSS is, and the Val's kind of in in that camp as well. 
So anyway, I'm just yeah seeing if it's got a place in the meta. So we'll see. The the other ones, I just I just don't think it matters that much. Like yeah, you'll be able to track people slightly better, but I mean they're all semi-auto anyway. Like I I couldn't really feel any difference with the SVD compared to last wipe, to be honest. Like using it close up or using it at long ranges. I mean it's improved to the horizontal from twenty five to seventeen. Yeah, it bounces yeah. less horizontally. Like fine, the gun's got like one hundred and fifty <laughs> recoil, so you get whatevs, you know. I don't know. I kind of don't like the. I thought it was more interesting that the um, DMRs had the old 25 convergence mm-hmm. um, and all the full auto guns had the, you know, newer 10, nine to 14 or whatever it is now that range. Yeah. Um, because now I think you just, it's kind of a no brainer to go with the DMRs unless you really value full auto because you're going to get the higher caliber and you can just now spam click like you're basically only trading rate of fire. Whereas like previously you could spam click, but like that viability gets reduced the further out you try to spam click because of the horizontal spread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you could just spam click and pull down and it's going to be better than what was prior. So I, that's kind of my take on it. I could be wrong, but that's, and it's not 17. I mean, 25 to 17 isn't that crazy. I just thought they were actually kind of in a good spot where they were prior. But yeah, I kind of I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. I'm just not sure if it's really going to matter all that much. I just don't think it really makes so much difference. Like it has so much more impact on a full auto weapon, you know, with it left, right, left, right, left, right. Sure. Like, yeah, it's it's cool that it's that it's slightly lower in some in some sense. And I'm just not sure if it swings it like. But like, had we, if this change happened prior to our top ten list, I would have definitely replaced the MDR three hundred eight with the RSS hundred percent, because that's basically, oh, really? yeah, because the the MDR you can full auto up close, right? But it kind of has like not that great um, convergence, and um, or no, it has good convergence, but really bad auto recoil control. Yeah. Whereas now that the that. The, the difference between the two is basically full auto, more or less, arguably. Because yeah, it didn't get touched in this particular Right, change. and the RSS has better convergence. MDR mm-hmm. has 1.3, RSS is like 1.7 or 1.6. So it's just like, now to me it's like an, you know, I guess in that one niche category, you know, for my pick, um, now it just feels like a no-brainer to go with a RSS or even a... a um, SR25. Yeah, or like the M1A, like I was talking yeah, about, you know, M1 last time. Yeah. So, yeah, any of those guys really. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, we're going to have to see. Like, I'm, I'm still not quite, like, I've made some M61, but I've not used that caliber mm-hmm. again yet. I'm still trying to work out whether it's worth just, just going with the RFB or something and just like M61 RFB. Yeah, maybe. I, I have a question for you. Since we're kind of on this topic, what 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 do you have you used M six two and the MCX? I can't remember if we talked about this already. I you did. It was it was okay. Okay. Um, I think that just the the issue that I have is that M six is kind of expensive to mod, and yeah. if you're trying if you're trying for a cheap build, then it's really hard. It's 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 tricky, and the eight hundred RPM ends up like hurting you right. more than helping in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and that was because I misremembered about M62 because I actually bought a bunch. Like I, I just forgot in my head, and then I went to look at the stats, and I was like, oh, it is strictly worse than 5.6A1. Like that's actually really disappointing. Like I thought it had more damage than it did, 
but it's got like the same damage and one less pen. I was like, man, that actually really sucks. And lower I mean, velocity. Yeah, and like lower velocity. I'm just like, okay, then I mean, this is fine, right? But like, there's a reason why I don't use the M4 early, mm-hmm. and I end up using the Scar and the MDR and the AK101 because I've got the lower fire rate. It's actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like having this like random thought, you know, when you're just like having a shower and you're just like thinking about things. I was like, can you imagine if you could just like tweak the RPM of the different guns? You know, some of the like. Wow, that'd be really interesting. Like, it'd be really, it'd be really strange, wouldn't it? If you, if you could theoretically well. just, you know. <laughs> but like, where, where, like, how low would you turn it? Do you know what I mean? Like, is 650 the sweet spot? Like, is 700 okay? Like, it's, really, it's kind of interesting because, like, at some point, the, the fire, the fire rate becomes like detrimental. Like, you start missing more because the recoil is like harder to control. And your mag unloads faster, but then you've got the time to kill thing if you can control it. Like it's it's a tricky one, you know. Like previously, it was all about fire rate. Like everything was about fire rate until twelve twelve. And like it was the, the UMP. Like back then was the classic case for this, right? It was like the UMP sucked, and everyone was just like, "Oh, this is the worst gun in the game." And literally twelve 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 came in, and like convergence became important, and the UMP became like a tier like overnight. It was it's crazy. Like nobody ever would use the UMP before because it was. It's like 600 or 650 RPM. It's like super, super slow fire rate. And then as soon as 12-12 happened, it became like completely godly because it was like the, one of the only early guns you could control super well. It's like so weird how that ended up working out. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing with the MCX. It's like, it's great when you can fully mod it and you have Skier 4 and you can do the bar exactly. for the XRD. That's what I think as well, yeah. yeah. And then you've got AP in it, which is like one pen better than 762 BP even. Like, you know, it's... You're like sixty percent against class fives. Like, oh my god, it's starting to get really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I just I'd rather just use five six zero one. I think in what's in one of the other guns, like put it in an MDR. Yeah, because my buddy was debating about it. Um, between that and the P ninety with um, L one ninety one, which they have like relatively similar stats. Um, thirty thirty three pin on the P ninety round, fifty eight damage. And um, I think he ultimately went with the P90, which I kind of figured was going to be the case, um, simply because it kind of does the same thing. Like, they're kind of the same gun, but P90 is arguably better. You get bigger mags, um, uh, you know, high rate of fire. I think it's like 100 more, maybe it's 200 more. Like, they're basically the same thing, so... And you like don't have to mod the P90 at all. Right, you just right. put a sight on the gun. That's literally it. Which is like one of its huge redeeming features, actually. Like, uh, I I don't like L191 as an ammo <laughs> at all. <laughs> I really that? don't like it at all. But you basically like uh, you're Why? you're almost in like the nine oh, because it, because 33 pen is like a really awkward pen value. 33 pen really is not very good, right? Yeah. It, it kind of sucks. And there are situations where you're going to be like. It's an L191 moment, you know, and you just, <laughs> someone dies because, so someone kills you because they've got, you know, an ANAM2 tactical on and you shot them five times in the chest and they didn't die. But the, the redeeming feature is just the, the 900 RPM pew 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 spray right. plus the 50 round mags by, as standard. Yeah. Meaning that you are basically going to headshot them at some point. That's point, that's right. the deal. Like, that's, that's the deal. Like, it's right. not the, it's not the ammo for busting through stuff. It's just the recoil is super low. And the um, and the fire rate is really high, which is like quite mm. an unusual combination. And the mags are huge by default; like it's it's got a lot going for it. But you really have to hit the headshot. You just can't like you cannot go center mass. Honestly, like going center mass with L one. Oh god, it's just like it's awful. And that's the thing that is is horrible for me because I feel like, and this is partly it's like this is a definite skill issue. 
<laughs> is that I rely way too heavily on like center of mass meta yeah. in general. And I do need to work on it. Like it's, it's one of those things that I just have become lazy and just like automatically do it. Um, and like reviewing some of the clips that I was with were with the 101 recently because everyone's been wearing class four armor, so I've just been killing everybody in like two or three shots. And there's like a bunch of people wearing class fives now, and it's become like painfully obvious that I'm like aiming at people's thorax, even in CQB, because it's because it's consistent, right? Like I know that I can I can use the ammo right. that ends up killing. It's what sparked the video in the first place of how to defeat class five because I was like using five six eight one until like suddenly. I was losing these, like, I was, I was running out of bullets because I was, like, missing and hitting arms, legs, hitting, and then hitting their chest, like, three times, and then not, not dying. Me running out of bullets and them killing me, um, either with a headshot or whatever. And my level of, like, my rate of headshots is just, like, super, super low. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, like, that's the thing. For me, it just doesn't, it doesn't really work. I'm, like, literally, like, plugging some numbers in as we speak just to get a, a gauge on how terrible this might be. So, yeah, I guess to... I mean, the troop is slightly unfair, but it's like, you know, it's like six shots if you going through someone's thorax to kill them with the with... trooper. Um, with L191. Yeah, but I mean, that's not like, too bad. Or something. It's, it's like high RPM. Yeah, it is high RPM, but that's like, but they've got their gun up, you know? This is the problem, right? Like, and right, I always look at arms. thorax only. Yeah. This is the thing. I always look at thorax only, but it's like, yeah, you've got like, you've got like right arm to contend. You shoot that twice, then it's black. So then you shoot the left arm twice, then it's black. Then you're finally shooting through to the chest, and it's like right. one, two, three, like six shots in. Like, you're, you're dead already. You're like, you're long dead at that point. So. And it's I don't know. That's the issue I think for me. Yeah. Um, with it, no, but like, yeah. If you can, if you can get headshots, <laughs> totally fine. And if you can just spray your way to victory, getting headshots, then that's completely okay. It's just a right now. I feel my I'm very like low in confidence about my headshotting ability after like reviewing some of my gameplay and just seeing like how bad it is because I've been so reliant upon just killing everybody wearing class four and I've just become incredibly lazy. So it's like top of my list I think to be deliberately training that. I think for the next like couple of weeks or whatever. Like, you need to have something to be deliberately training, and that's, that's my one. I'd highly recommend picking same gear and gun and just learning the pattern, mastering yeah. the, that relationship of pull-down, pull-up. That will, that will make your life a lot easier, for sure. Yeah, that's um, definitely true. We talked about that before, didn't we? Jumping back to the... Uh, to the, uh, the RPM discussion quickly. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, if anything, if Tarkov uh, SP's realism mod is anything to go off of, BSG could, in theory, um, implement a system where you could change RPM because, so, you know, again, if this realism mod is anything to go off of, which I believe it is, buffer tubes affect rate of fire in real life. And you can actually see it. There's certain moments where you know, in the game, where if you clip the camera through the stock, you can see the buffer had actually the buffer tube actually moving back and forth in the gun when you're shooting it, which is really yeah. cool. And the fact that it does that in the game just is like a testament to their like, like there's no reason to have that actually happen, <laughs> but like that's just the BSG way of doing things, right? Um, that suppressors increased rate of fire. Uh, I believe the shorter AK barrels, like net, you know naturally increase rate of fire but i could be wrong about that and then certain muzzle devices like muzzle boosters i think they're called increase rate of fire um and you, you could do tons of things you could do some non-realistic things perhaps maybe like have the upper receivers change rate of fire um but that'd be that'd be really cool that'd be a cool thing it would as well be kind of interesting i think yeah. yeah i don't i don't know if there'd be a way to lower rate of fire um I believe. Make the gun really oh. long, like increase the cycle, yeah, yeah the cycle yeah. time or whatever. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So that's basically it in terms of actual gameplay updates. Right. The <laughs> now, and now the fun. Now, the now fun onto the best part of the cast. Oh my god! Now the fun begins. So, all right. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, just because it seems kind of impactful in some ways, and it happened like earliest. We're sort of going chronologically, kind of. Was the it was it was pretty funny actually. The whole the content creator Sherpa program got disbanded. Now, not not a lot of people really knew what this was. It was kind of like one of those mm. things. I I can understand why it got disbanded, right? Because like not a lot of people knew what it was exactly. Like I'm not sure if it was really achieving the goals that they wanted to to have. But um, you know, you what got like the, the normal Sherpa program. Think? I thought, I don't, I'm actually not really sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm honestly not really sure. <clears throat> but for anybody who, who you know, doesn't, doesn't know what this is, um, you know, you've got your regular Sherpa program, which, as I'm, probably, I'm sure you're all aware, people will go into raid with you, they'll like, help you out, they'll help you request, they help new players basically get into the game because of the steep learning curve, and um, they dedicate their time to, to helping these other people. There was a new like, wing of this that was opened out, I don't even know when, like, Maybe well, I don't think it was that long ago. So between maybe like six months to a year ago or something like that. Not sure. Maybe it was longer. I'm not sure. But anyway, the idea was that there were people who could be content creator Sherpas. Um, and well, they were part of the Sherpa program, but they're like in the content creator Sherpa wing. And so that means that they are not directly helping players around the map, but they are creating content designed to help new players um, mm. and, and existing players, experienced players as well. Um, but by virtue of their the content that they're making, they're helping the broader player base. And I think the requirements were something along the lines of two, you have to make like two videos a month. Because uh, I think it was mostly YouTube people. It's like two videos a month yep. where you're actually making, you know, tutorials or guides or, or whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, a bunch of people, a bunch of people went and did that because it was relatively easy for them. And like if they were already making guides and stuff, then they could just, they could just do that um, because they were already making it. So it's like literally no effort. I think all they had to do is like submit a report or something. About what they'd done, and then maybe they did some actual, maybe they did like one small session of actual sherping and something like that. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, I was actually approached to be a content sherpa at one point, and uh, I said no because I didn't want to feel uh, like my editorial hand was swayed by a third party. I did, I didn't want to like avoid, like, I'm not a particularly controversial YouTuber anyway, right. But yeah. I didn't want to feel like I had to avoid certain topics because right. somebody else wanted me to avoid them. I wanted to avoid those topics because I wanted to avoid them and I didn't want to yeah. speak about them or whatever for my own reasons. And um, I didn't want to have to deal with someone else's uh, or like thinking about, you know, oh, would, would BSG endorse this content at the same time? I just didn't want that as a, as a combination. Um, I never said anything before about it, but um, given that the program doesn't exist anymore, then kind of, you know, whatever, whatever. Because um, I, I guess I was kind of a prime candidate for, for it alongside everybody else who's on YouTube, but I just didn't really feel comfortable doing that. I wanted to, you know, keep my independence. Which, <laughs> so good for you, by the way. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, you got a shiny, you got a shiny, like, Sherpa name in-game and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so interestingly, they've got rid of the entire program and they uh, they dumped everybody on Valentine's Day, which was the... That was the particularly funny part about it, you know. It's just like Valentine's Day, and they like broke up with everyone. Is that there's, there's something symbolic there? It's pretty funny. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I feel like some people might feel the wrong way. Like, take that. Oh, is that kind of a dick move? Like, I mean, it's funny, but like, 
dude, you, there's some of these people that I've never heard of, right? I mean, it's it's actually very common that someone get retweeted by a Battlestar Games. I'm like, I've never heard of this person. It's like, oh, they're a Sherpa. Oh, okay. Well, that starts you know starts to add up. Like I've never seen them in my YouTube feed before, you know. Right. But like, right. imagine you're just like you just got in like a week ago. You think this is your big break, you know? Um, you just got endorsed in the Sherpa program, and then they dump you on Valentine's Day. Like, I don't know. I think it's just kind of weird. I guess maybe it's you know their humor is a bit different. Uh, they're not soft. They're hard. They're bricked up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it know. is but weird. Yeah, it was pretty. I think the reason why I found it entertaining was because I saw Friendly Guy's tweet first, and his tweet mm -hmm. was like was super. Like I don't know, he was just making full jokes about it. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is kind of funny. But yeah, I guess I, guess I didn't. I didn't really think about everybody else. Like, and that's the thing. I'm not entirely sure who was in it. Actually, like I'm not really sure who was a content shaper who wasn't. Like I'm not really. I'm not entirely sure. Like some of the people, like I, I didn't realize that some of the people were content shapers, for example. Um, right. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess the idea was to like what I think it would where that where that program really could have been useful. I think is to try and get some of the guys who are like, well, maybe I don't know. I was gonna say try and get some of the guys who are super good to you know make some educational content um, like that because I feel that I know there's like some people in chat talking about Rengar and say, <laughs> say what you like say what you like about Rengar, but like he's one of the few chad players like right. prop, actual proper chad players like mm -hmm. really good guys um and trey trey's kind of there too but trey does a lot of like gameplay stuff but like rengar's one of the few like actual chad players who posts youtube videos with like actual tutorials do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i do feel like he's one of those uh, the only people that does that and that's maybe where the idea of this could have been or could have gone better i think is to try and convince some more of those guys who are in that position to try and make that sort of content to kind of help out at the for the you know operational on the play or whatever I, I don't know maybe something along those lines but yeah I, I nearly stopped myself halfway through because I'm not entirely sure if that's if I if I believe that fully if that would have been a good idea or not I don't know but anyway it is what it is BSG have decided to get rid of it um I don't think it's necessarily a huge a huge shame in general for the whole community it's just a very very odd timing I I I mean ultimately I think it's a good thing um I don't like as you said the idea you know having big brother battle state games looming threat over your head type of thing like you better you know make the content we like or we're not going to retweet you or you know we're going to kick you out of sherpa program you know you're going to lose like i i just don't think that's a good um i'm not sure how much value is in the sherpa brand you know um you 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 could be your own independent sherpa and outside of that, like you don't need Ballastate games, and for them to I be guess. involved in your business that you're running is just, I think, it's just yeah. not a good idea, in my opinion. Yeah, even like someone he... like Dan Exert has kind of like expressed this in some ways where he feels like you know, and, and I'm speaking for him, so I'm probably going to get this horribly wrong, and I'm really sorry I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. He may feel like back when Tarka back in the day, you know, he became a Sherpa, he thought it was going to be big break. And that miss, may have necessarily not panned out, you know, but like the the promise of it looks, you know, really appeasing at the time. Um, and I see where you're coming from. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. As you say, it's like, you know, endorsement and, and whatever. You're like, oh, you know, you're right. like recognized as a, as a somebody by, by BSG. Um, 
for like whoever it is that, that might might want to do it. And yeah, I did it. It's, it's it is interesting. It is interesting. Like, and I I suspect as to why they disbanded. Potentially, I I can't say. And honestly, I really don't know. Like I don't have a good answer. Probably, I mean, honestly, they only know. But I just have a feeling that because you know they basically it kind of got out of hand with all the different content sherpas and it became hard to regulate everyone's <laughs> you know someone like trey for example is pretty like vocal um in some of the things they say so i just i just wonder if they were just like all right this really isn't worth they're a brand true. they're a brand risk in other words so. yeah because i guess like if you're if you're just like if you're just a sherpa because <clears throat> most people who are like regular Sherpas mm-hmm. typically like b- from what I've seen, they like typically aren't massive content creators. Right. Actually, they tend to just be people who like in helping out in the community, which is like kind of what BSG wants, I guess. Whereas like, as you're, as you're saying, right, if you're already your own independent, like business, whatever you're like content creating, doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that involves, you know, hyping up certain topics or talking about like spicy things. Maybe BSG don't want people to talk about. It's kind of like those things kind of can go, at, at odds with each other mm-hmm. um so it kind of makes sense i mean i know that like some people lost i can't remember was was tiggs was he a shepherd at one point i'm actually not sure but like I he lost he... his status because of a load of stuff he wrote on twitter he lo- whatever status he was given i think it was shepherd he, he like lost that because of a load of stuff he wrote on twitter about the state right. of the game and like and then like one peg's like being a shepherd and emerson had lost it like three times i don't know he's just like even up and down and up and down with it so maybe they were just like we just can't be bothered to police it anymore like it's the the regular shepherd program is so straightforward in comparison we have people like posting spicy takes all over the place you know it's right. like these guys you've got you know you know decent followers and whatever and, and viewership uh are, are a pain to manage so we'll just we'll just get rid of it and it's interesting what you said about you could ship outside of the uh the program because that's exactly what nice guy does right he has like a huge um he's got like a huge sherpa system i think within his discord mm. and you have like different ranks and stuff it's like a whole sherpa system that he runs yeah completely outside of, of bsg like as you say you just you don't need to be affiliated with bsg to do that you can just do your own thing and obviously it helps he's got his, his discord and the big platform big community but you could be part of that if you don't want to be part of the regular one you know it's uh, there's people people helping out all over the place not just bsg sanctioned um, yeah Super status players, so and his Discord is probably one of the best Discords to go look for other people to play with, and mm. part of that I have to imagine is due because of that work he put in into his own little Sherpa program. Yeah, so I've been so, told. I haven't experienced myself, but I mean, I could probably look right now and see there's probably tons of Discord channels full of people. Yeah, he has loads of people playing on his side, which is mm. you know props to him. He's he's managed to build up. I've only I only know about it because he talks about it in a few of his videos. Really. So, um, so yeah, so that was, that's that. Um, now, anything else on that? Or is that are we good? Um, no, I think we're good on that. <laughs> what do you What do you think about the next the next topic? Because you brought it up last week, so I'll let you open. Yeah, it. dude. I... All right. So Monday rolled around. They ban. They announced that they are. Let's pull up the official announcement. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, we gotta scroll back on the log. Surely there's an easy way to find it. 
Um, yeah, so like as fate would have it, of course, you know, I come in Friday, I'm really excited. This new program literally just dropped, I think like hours before the podcast started. And I was really excited about it. Um, looked into it a little bit, didn't really actually use it yet. Um, but just kind of looked into it a bit. And um then I guess it was Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um I, I can find it. I is it on their actual here it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, DW underscore LUT is now officially blocked due to the large number of uses of specific filters to obtain an unfair advantage. If you have problems of launching the game, remove DW underscore LUT slash files from PC, otherwise the game will be unavailable. And I tested it, and sure enough, if the program is running while you're in raid, it takes about a few seconds, and you get disconnect there, and it'll say, you know, blah, 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 do not run this program, you need to restart your game, whatever. And they furthermore say in the tweet, there will be no bans for using DWN underscore LUT. Any similar program in the future will be considered as a breach of the terms of service and result in a ban. And I basically saw this and I quote tweeted and called it idiotic because I truly think it is idiotic. So a couple things I want to correct the record for. Um, last week I said, you don't even need the program. You can do this natively in Windows. That is false. I... Made a mistake. So LUTs, you cannot apply natively to Windows. Um, what I was thinking of is applying an ICC profile to Windows slash your monitor, um, which the difference between a LUT and an ICC profile is basically the ICC profile. I'll use an, an example or analogy, whatever, first. Um, ICC profiles are like picking the ink for the printer, and a LUT is telling the printer what shades of those colors to print right so right. you could have like you know a true red as an icc profile or like a certain a different kind of red but the idea is with icc profile is you apply it to your monitor to get the most correct color like the base um for your specific monitor and you can do all these there's it's a it's a whole you know thing field whatever there's a whole science behind it um anywho so correct i like to correct that and um gosh there was something else i wanted to correct but maybe it'll come back to me so yeah i think this is just stupid um because <laughs> un um, oh, man i don't even know where to start so <laughs> <laughs> this this uh. is like the, there is so much people just saying absolute nonsense talking out of their asses that just like at, made me just maul dude so hard like I, I it sounds silly but I just I can't believe how like I was really excited for this program because I wanted to go and make my own LUTs for my own like monitor you know what I mean like mm. I tried the there's two LUTs that the guy made right and one was like high contrast, which was effectively for interchange. Um, I didn't like it on my monitor. And then there was just uh, low contrast, I think, which was like, okay. But um, yeah, so I was really excited to make, I was going to make this whole pack for all the maps, you know, share it to the community. It was going to be a really fun thing. And then VSG just like shits on me for it. And that really just killed me with Tarkov. It was kind of like the nail in the coffin. I was already having 
So this wipe, I've probably played the most casual. I'm like just level 30. And that may seem kind of high for some people. I'm not sure. But for me, this is by far the most casual I've ever played. And I just constantly find myself playing and just at the end of it, just not having a good time. And it's so hard to have a good time for me because it's like there's like this dual mentality of like just trying to play the game to have fun but then you have to deal with all the bullshit that's in the game and then you're like well i'll just play the game to like you know win you know competitive and then you still have to deal with the bullshit in the game <laughs> and you've already done these things like a million times like i've already done shoreline task a million times are not fun i had oh my god i had like two tasks that i had to mark the helicopter and something else and i did it right but i died and i've already like had that quest and survived multiple times but the two quests require you to survive and extract yep. but you have to do the survive and extract again yeah like you can't have previously done it like it doesn't count it won't allow you to survive an extract until you plant it, and then you can survive an extract. It doesn't matter if you yeah. already had the quest and survived and didn't do it and didn't plant the marker, which is just stupid. So I literally went hatchet run, sat in a bush for two minutes, and took the extract because, like, you know, fuck you, game. Stupid quest requirements get stupid uh, completion. I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's it's stupid. So I it's in, I just I don't have the tolerance or the desire to sit here and basically do um mastering recoil patterns you know the same gear set same loadout i i i made a mistake and shot a guy who i kind of got the jump on but because i was so close my first mistake was adsing i should not have ads because you when you ads you're going to get the flip and you can't see your target you lose sight acquisition immediately uh, so it's just better to hit well fire. done ak103 and um if i enough my other kills or kills of that session was only G36 hip fire. <laughs> just like, of mm. course, of course, hip fire is just the way to go. Um, so yeah, I ended up not killing the guy. I probably need like one or two more hits because I was using PS. So, you know, uh, skill she grind harder to beat his class five, I guess, but I'm, I'm just kind of over it. So I was trying to like branch out into some other areas of Tarkov, you know, do some things, but, Given this change, like I wanted to act, like I was really into this idea of coming up with like a video slash solution to a problem until BSG provides a proper solution for the sensitivity differences, and I was really interested in it. And basically, I I would assume. I mean, I tried looking a little bit at their TOS, but it's a lot of legal jargon that I need a lawyer to help break down some of this stuff, but. I'm assuming their TOS, based off what other people have said, which is just all word of mouth, speculation probably, um, it is so, like, loosey-goosey that they can apply to whatever. Um, I think this is a to abusive TOS, in my opinion. I really think it does, because here's the thing, is it does not at all... <laughs> like... The use of unfair advantage is super interesting because, for one, it doesn't affect the game at all. It literally applies to your monitor, right? Yeah. And the difference between... This is the other thing people were saying. is like, oh, it's just like NVIDIA Reshade or NVIDIA Filters. And it's absolutely nothing like it, okay? 
reshade. Okay, I did. I did my homework on this because I I was like molding so hard. Yeah, <laughs> I did my homework on this. Reshade is a post processing application that runs injects a DLL file into your game. Okay, it's it's basically a similar function to what a hacking program would do, injecting a DLL into your game. And what it does is it overwrites um, things like depth of field. Uh, uh, um, anti-aliasing, I think. Uh, a couple of different... I wish I wrote some of this stuff down, but... Um, it can... It, you can take an older game, or even a more modern game, and basically add new post-processing stuff into it. Like, some cool. it, It's actually... I've used it before in the past. Uh, it's just been a really long time, and mm. it's actually changed a lot since then, but... The issue with it is because a it is open source, okay. That means that people can write do whatever they want with the code as they please, which means you can do some less shady things. For example, you can inject a crosshair um, into your game, right? <laughs> um, you could, in theory, um, with the source code, you could disable. Um, there's this thing called, oh, frick, man, I wish I remember what it was called, but, uh, um, let me just see if I can find it. It's like depth, it has to do with depth, and basically you could disable shrubs and start, like, certain things, you could disable it with, um, Reshade. Right. And what Reshade has done with their public releases is... Um, if it's a multiplayer game, if it sees a network connection, uh, it disables this uh, def buffer. That's what it's called, def buffer. It disables that when it detects ne network activity. So that way you can't do some of these more darker things, um, nefarious things, I should say. So, um, a lot of companies, game games, if you will, have blocked the use of reshade including Battlestate Games, which I personally think I can understand. I can get behind because you're opening up a can of worms, basically. Like, yeah, you can do some really amazing things. You can do some really cool creative things. Um, insane stuff. Like, you could take a, 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 you know, change change a game into, like, a 3D retro, uh, you know, neon lights flickering like you can do some insane stuff with this it's actually really yeah. cool yeah that's that's interesting though that's that is good i'm i'm pleased that you've said that because i wasn't really sure because i've never used reshade and i don't know anything about how it works so that's actually quite good because i guess i was kind of uh torn a little bit being like well you know that if that uh, it's just it's a tricky one because you're like well if that gives advantage but then we don't like that one because it's too much of an advantage like where do we draw the line etc etc but if it's so cut and dried like that then that actually makes it easier i think yeah, and it's interesting too because Hunt Showdown actually is going through an issue in their community because um, they allow reshade. There's like one of the developers said they like wanted to allow it. Like it, 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 it's just funny how deep this stuff goes. But there's a big hubbub within like the Reddit for Hunt Showdown because you know some people have this you know advantage, if you will, like the games meant to be played one way but 
they're you know using reshade to completely change parts of the game um mm. so yeah and like i said i think it opens up a can of worms it's just kind of a bad idea but you say okay and that and that's why nvidia nvidia came along as well and they were like hey we're gonna add nvidia filters or um i think it's called also called nvidia reshade but nvidia filters essentially is uh reshade their version of it with some presets you can use and some different things you can play with to get your game to look a certain way um but again it's only supported in certain games in their list right only certain games whereas reshade a bit more it works a bit differently in that it checks for network detection to disable it for certain games anywho all that being said uh what is a LUT then okay LUTs are interesting um because i use them and uh well i, I do color grading sometimes in davinci resolve and it's essentially what a LUT is is a preset uh color grading if you will very much so how the post effects works in tarkov where you see things like chill wave, you know, things like, I can't remember, that's the only one I can really remember. There's Feather, I think is the other one, which is like black and white. Oh, yeah. The night vision one. <laughs> which makes the whole thing even more ridiculous, right? The fact <laughs> that that exists. Anyway. Yes, yes. So that's essentially what LUTs are. Um, there's two types of LUTs. There's 1D LUTs and 3D LUTs. 3D LUT, well, well, let's start with 1D LUTs. 1D LUTs is basically red, green, and blue, and it's the input outputs, I think. And um, you you can't really transform the color red to a different color, for example. It's sort of just like selecting the maximum output and the minimum output. It has uses. Um, it's very practical uh, or a very... Uh, like, it has uses, but 3D LUTs are kind of like the more advanced version, which is, is it's quite literally a 3D space, which is... I, it's super interesting. I need to look into it more, but it's as if all the colors are displayed in like a 3D cube, and then you can like yeah. manipulate them within a diff 3D space and shift the hues of certain colors. Um, it's it's really cool actually, but it's a lot more involved. You have a lot more options you can do. Like you could just lower the highlights. You know the the high frequencies, the high band of red. For example, you could lower that or increase it. You could increase the the on the spectrum the lower parts of the red, the darker parts. You could do the middle parts, which is typically like your lift, gamma, and no, sorry, lift would be the dark, gamma, and highlights. I guess I think that's right. Whatever that's um, called. Yeah. Anywho, all that said, um, how the software works. The the GUI is um, it applies a LUT to your monitor. So the the argument is commonly made. Well, what what about NVIDIA Control Panel? Because it has things like brightness, contrast, etc. I think that's closer to a one D LUT, which is a lot more simplistic. You can't actually change individual colors. You can change the hue if you want. Uh, of all the colors, uh, but you can basically only increase brightness and contrast. You can increase slash decrease brightness and contrast. Um, so it's a lot more simplistic. So by their measurements, that's okay, but 3D LUTs aren't okay. It's the uh, yeah, whole thing. 
just open. I know I've been talking for a lot. The whole thing opens up a can for worms, and if you say, "Oh well, it's a it's a third party program." Yes, it's a third party program for Windows. Literally every program, almost every program on your PC is a third party app. It was like I don't think people understand what they say when they mean third party program, but um, it literally doesn't affect the game directly at all. So I I personally feel like this is just an abuse of power, a breach. I don't know what you would call it, but it I think it's just stupid. So okay, this is a great question. Could you in theory get a PMC face? Make them lime green. Uh, you could, but you are doing that to every color. So, like, I can't just only change a green PMC's uniform to purple. It's going to affect literally every green with, within that. Even if I isolate just a certain green tone pattern, right, or, or a certain green tone shade, we'll say, um, like a dark green. It's all the dark greens are getting changed. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah, it's different. It's not like model to model. It's not you know, it's got no. It's got the lot has no understanding of Tarkov, right? Exactly, and that's just like I and I, well, okay. I've been talking for a while, so I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. Okay, talk okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the all I was going to say was the classic thing about the Nvidia control panel, right? Is the whole like yeah, brightness contrast, like fine, but it's the like the gamma control. In the Nvidia control panel is like the holy grail, right? For oh, yeah. fixing the darkness on every map. And I played for the longest time with regular control because I'm pretty lazy when it comes to this kind of mm -hmm. thing. I really am, and um, <clears throat> I don't like changing it if I can help it. And eventually, uh, it was it was one day. The day that I broke was the day that I had a grenade thrown through the um, the power office window on reserve by. I think it was a regular scav through the glass. And I like, I literally could not see them through the glass. And the nade just appeared. And I was like, what? Um, and then, yeah, there they were on the other side. That was the day that broke me. Um, and I, you know, I, I've hated interchange for the longest time. <clears throat> and my reluctance to, for not changing any of the stuff, um, I'm sure is probably part of it. Right. Um, and after doing that, it made underground reserve actually possible. So I ended up, I changed my gamma up to like plus 33% over the, over the regular on my monitor and and the thing about the gamma is that you know outside tarkov is bright anyway like the outside stuff is bright when you're out in the day so having it a bit brighter doesn't mean doesn't really make that much difference like it's it's fine you just get used to it whereas inside it changes everything from being like everything's dark to the darkest bit is now gray and the lightest bit is now kind of normal so you end up like rather than everything just being like completely dark because that's one of the issues I feel about interchanges that the that sort of the dynamic range of the coloration in, inside them all is so low. So you can expand that out by changing your gamma, but you're like you lift you lift the base the base like up entirely. Yep. Like you can't fix the lack of information, right? You can just try and spread it out a little exactly. bit better on you're your not monitor. Adding new information. Yeah, you're exactly. Manipulating just... this information, which mm. is very like. It's, there's not a lot of information, so it ends up yeah. looking like, dude, I mean, you can, basically what you can do is, as you said, you can lift that very bottom of the spectrum up, and then naturally you're going to introduce a lot of gray into your screen because you're basically yeah. increased, and then you can spread the contrast out to reduce that gray, but your colors end up banding really hard, like you get these awful, like, purple, like, lines around, like, 
like lighting and shadow and like green. Yep. Like it just it looks it looks like a deep fried meme, and it's like there's a trade off to be had, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I feel that that combination between like is Nvidia Control Panel a third party program? I mean, it is, yeah. but it's fine. It is, Jacob. right? That because it's fine. fine because it's it's intrinsic to the system, I suppose, <laughs> right? It's like it's intrinsic to your graphics cards. It's like the driver. It's like basically the driver to. It's like the front end for the driver of the GPU. So <clears throat> basically, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, right? It doesn't really make any sense. I I also feel that this is the the wrong side of the line to step. And I do think that we're kind of on a fine line. Like the reshade, I'm, I'm actually really pleased you went through all the reshade stuff because that that's really important, I think. I feel like, you know, most sensible people, and you could have a different opinion, that's fine, but I think mm -hmm. most people would understand why reshade might be on one side of the line and why NVIDIA control panel and the LUT changer might be on the other side of the line. Um, because the problem is, is once you start stepping down this pathway of, oh, it's a third-party program, oh, someone's got an unfair advantage, oh, blah, 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 it's like, okay, well, one guy's playing with 40 FPS on the streets and the other guy's got 190 because he's got a stints-built rig. It's like, well, that probably makes way more difference than the, than the LUT file does. Oh, well, so what, you're going to have to, like... I mean, this is obviously absurd, right? But, like, you, you take it to its logically extreme and it's just like when you buy a copy of Tarkov, you, you have, it, it comes with the whole rig and a monitor and a mouse and a keyboard so that everyone has playing on exactly the same machine. Right. Otherwise, it's, you know, right. it's unfair or whatever. Like, this, this, you, can, you can't make everything completely fair. Um... Do any of you uh, guys use uh, CC Cleaner? Uh, unfair advantage. Hello, cleaning out your your <laughs> files and <laughs> closing on one of my apps. Unfair advantage. Um, Razor. Yeah. <sighs> Razor. I can't remember the name. They have like some program that will you know disable apps and you know boot. MSI Afterburner, unfair advantage. Uh, I mean, they, they implemented, just, right? They specifically implemented NVIDIA Reflex into the game uh -huh. that only works for one set of graphics cards, right. which literally decreases the latency for those people's monitors. Well, that's probably because they got a check from NVIDIA. <laughs> Maybe, but it's <laughs> like, you know, agreement it's there, the same right. stuff. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, so there was a comment in, um, in chat from Tactica, which I thought, I actually like really like struck a chord with me, which says basically, remember the video Clean made about using third-party audio software to improve the localization of audio and spatial awareness because of how bad the audio is this wipe. Like, I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, really came to anything, but... And they say it's 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 not people trying to gain an unfair advantage. It's the community's solution to an issue. Like yeah, exactly. You, you could try to get an unfair advantage with it, but most like the vast majority of people wouldn't bother, right? It's because there's a distinct problem that people are trying to fix on our own. Because it's another one of those things. It's been like years and years and years and years of the lighting being terrible and blah blah. blah. So people have eventually come up with solutions on on their own. And I feel like the community's maybe actually getting a bit more. Um, almost getting more kind of empowered to do this to like look for solutions and stuff as well these days because it's like so many things with the audio thing especially as it's been so bad well i feel like this is this is the problem i think to a you hit it right around right the nail round ahead dude this was the community's efforts to come up with their own solution this was not some i saw some takes on twitter like oh i never heard this program i can't believe people were trying to keep this a secret i'm glad they banned it it's like, bro, this was literally, when it came out, I, I caught it on Trey, because Trey did a video. Um, Del Hero did a video. The guy that made the LUTs. Um, the, the app itself is two years old. I found the OG right. Reddit post of the creator. He made it okay. 
just as a generic thing. His purpose was, yeah, he just wanted a a LUT applied to his monitor for his day to day stuff. You know, mm-hmm. whatever emails, whatever. I don't I don't know what he did, but it wasn't like a gaming thing, right? Artist War comes along, and he basically because it's open source. You know, you can you kind of just like take it and be like, yeah, I'm gonna do what it, my own little thing. Um, I don't know. There might be some licenses thing. I'm not sure, but anyways, he kind of like repurposed the software. I, I'm not even sure if he did any real coding, honestly. I really don't know. I would have to ask him, but I know he did the the, the LUTs for for Warzone and and Tarkov, and they're and they're just again, they're just. 3D LUTs that you apply to your monitor. It, it actually goes on a driver level. That was the other thing I was going to say I got wrong, is it is not a free cause. Um, it does apply on a driver level to your graphics card, and there is some processing for your graphics card has to do. Um, however, for most people, it is going to be a non-issue, simply because more than likely you're going to be CPU. If you're GPU bound, it will be an issue, but most people are probably going to be CPU bound, especially for a game like Tarkov. But anyways... That was what pissed me off the most is like he promoted it. He got because he doesn't play Tarkov. He's played a few times, I think he said, but his one of his good friends, Lucifer192, I think, plays Tarkov and streams it and whatever. So he was like, hey, could you also make me some luck? I know you're like into Warzone and doing oh, this for Warzone, but could you also do for Tarkov? And then they coordinated with Trey and Del Hero to kind of like help boost the popularity because, you know, He's doing a, a free thing. He should get something in return, in my opinion, whether that's a few clicks on his video or a few follows on Twitch or whatever. You know, the artist work guys. So it's whatever. So this wasn't like, and it was literally out in three days. And I don't understand. I just don't understand. And the only thing I can come up with, right? The only thing that makes sense to me is one peg. That's the only, I think one peg stirred the pot. Okay. Because he not necessarily incorrectly though, <laughs> and this is where it gets slightly complicated. Anyway, I'll let you carry on. Well, uh, yes, okay. So, because here's here's how it basically went down. It because it was shared so openly, some people saw this and simply were like, "Oh my god, it's it's Nvidia reshade all over again. They're hacking the game, guys. No, stop this. No, you know." And it was this big hubbub, and then you had like people asking the Sherpa slash you know, emissaries, is this allowed? Is this BSG sanction? And then they're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not. You probably shouldn't use it. Oh, it's definitely not. There was so much mixed stuff. And then people are like questioning, like, oh, what kind of authority do you have? Blah, blah, blah. There's just this big festering shit pool going on. Excuse my language. <clears throat> within the community about this thing. And then one pay makes a video about how BSG needs to be more transparent, essentially, in their communication. And I feel as though that was the catalyst to then ban the thing. Because I what I think is BSG really doesn't, they don't want this drama. They don't want, they don't want it. So the easiest thing is just to side with their people, you know, the emissaries, whatever. Maybe not even that, maybe that's not, maybe that's not even the case. It probably isn't. But the easiest thing probably is just to like get rid of the problem. So you just press the delete key. You literally add it into your exclusion list um, of EXEs running. And yeah, I I just think it's for me. It just basically killed any motivation I have 
to do some type of sensitivity program. Like at the baby steps was going to be a spreadsheet and like a formula. And then the follow-up was probably going to be a program, a video offering feedback on how they could do a different system, blah, blah, blah. But now it's just like, well, BSG is going to do whatever the fuck BSG wants to do. They, you know what I mean? It's just like, so why even, why even bother Giga? Why even bother? Yeah. And on top of that, now what they have done is if anyone does come up with a solution, it's not going to be shared publicly. Why do you want to get your solution banned? Yes, that's very true, gonna, actually. It's going to be... So, like, I just... I, I really think this is probably... I know it, it's, it really does, in the grand scheme of things, I think it is such a minor... Like, it's such a small thing, but the impacts and ripples of it on a large scale, to me, I just... I can't tolerate it, dude. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, like, reflects how the whole community's... And, and just the content creator space like interacts with the game and with BSG and their takes on stuff and their actions based on a situation. It's like, it's just a big reflection of all of that in a little nice little package, right? which is the thing. Like I, and I'll say it again, like I don't think that one peg was out of line making his video because BSG are notoriously just silent on all of this right. stuff, right? They say nothing, <clears throat> but in some ways, maybe that is, after seeing this outcome, right, it's easy to say in hindsight, maybe in some ways that's better because they can like, you know, turn a blind eye or whatever. People can just do what they want with with certain things. Um, and, and then, and then that's basically it. Like, I don't see a world like once, once the pressure has been put on them and it was partly because like, I, I do think it was necessary in some ways to have some sort of coordinated response. I don't, yeah. I don't know whether it was just like, you know, it should be a coordinated response through the people, through, I don't know, whoever. I mean, it's just like putting, putting out, the problem is, right, putting out the tweet from the Battlestate Games account, how likely do we actually think it is that that's going to say, don't worry, everybody, DWM LUT is fine, go for it. Like, it's just so incredibly unlikely that that's going to be the outcome. Which, Why though? which just makes it so it just makes it so awkward because like once you say yes to that then people can like you you open you start to open the floodgate you know what i mean like it's so and as you say it's so much easier for them to say no and i i think i think it's the wrong decision right to to blanket ban this thing but yeah. i i can see why we've ended up like this do, do, do you know what i mean like i appreciate like the, the path like in other words it's like if they were to say, yep, this is fine, then that's, like, free reign on other people to make other things, and then, like... Yeah, and then it's like, oh, is this fine, you know? And it's just, like, something that's, but like, slightly more, you know, so there's a little bit more, and it's like, well, is this okay or not? And then it gets, like, grey areas, and makes it really, really tough for them if they've already, like, staked their position in the ground. It's so easy, and as you said, like, I, I agree with you, it's so easy for them to say just no. Oh, no, it's, you know, we've right. been asked now, so it's no. Um, rather than just letting it like float on, and then no one really knows whether it's like okay or not, whether BSG is just turning a blind eye. Um, but this, I don't know. It's just, I do, it's it's so tricky, right? Because like, I don't think what one pick was in the wrong for saying you need to sort out your communication. You can't have some yeah. people saying yes, some people saying no, some people right. saying definitely not, some people saying maybe, because that's also terrible. And it's I. A part, I I agree, and it's so funny because watching that video from One Peg that came out, because that's basically the content I watch now is, for lack of a better word, drama content on Tarkov. Like, <laughs> I just, I can't, everything else is, with the session from some of your videos, you know, I'll watch to see your takes on X gun or whatever, but, um, yeah, I'm just like, 
I watched that and I was like, yeah, One Pig's right. You know, they do need to do something. And then after that, I'm like, I don't know if I'm more mad at BSG or One Pig. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm saying that ironically because, you know, I'm really not mad at One Pig, but like, I had yeah. the feeling like, damn it, One Pig, like, why'd you have to say the thing that's true and that needed to happen? Yeah, because it's like, I mean? if you just let them, like, muddle on, and the community would have been, like, just confused, they'd been like this, that, and the other, no one would have known whether it would, was good or not, and then it would just, like, fizzled away into, you know... Oh, no, they The next it. thing. Oh, yeah. And some people would have carried on using it, and some people wouldn't. And that would have been it. Oh, did I get... Did I just break? Sorry. They froze did, for did, a did, second. Did, did, did I freeze? Yeah, there was a little cutout. Um, you know, I was, just, I was just saying, like, yeah, so we could have just, like, muddled on... Mm-hmm. never said anything either which way the community would have just eventually gotten bored of it and moved on to the next topic some people who liked it would have carried on using it some people would never have bothered some people who didn't like it would stop using it and then that would have basically been it would have just like then just rumbled on in the background and been another thing but because they had their hand pressed it's like i did i like I, I agree with you about like why this has ended up happening right it's like one pig quite rightly said you need to sort out your communication in having their hand pressed they've just gone it's like, you know, someone, you're like super yeah. busy and someone's just like, can I do right. that? Can I? And you're like, dude, right. I'll answer you later. Like, I'll answer you later. And they're just like, no, I need to know right now. And you're just like, well, if you need to know now, it's no. Because like, I don't have time to look at it. So just like, right. you know, just go away. Like, it's just, it's just, no, let's know then. Like, I can't just say no. I can't just say yes. Right. I'm, I'm just going to say no. So you're going to press me? I'm just going to say no to it. I feel like, I feel like it's that. So that's why I feel yeah. like it's the, it's the wrong decision. But I can see why, from Battlestate's perspective, you've ended up like that. And, I, you know, there are legitimate concerns about future apps and things if you say yes. Like, I get, I get that, too. I still, I still think it's wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. I think this is the wrong decision. I think this falls on the wrong right. side of the line. But And, and what you said there <laughs> is why I'm really torn, was really torn, especially when they did the first recoil changes. Because there was this big, it's the same kind of idea. There's this big hubbub and community about recoil. Because you're like, no, I'm busy, no, I'm busy, no, I'm busy. Okay, fine, 20% flat reduction on camera recoil. Okay, fine, we'll, you know, drop these values. And then, you know, someone's... And then once everything's fine again, it's like, okay, back to regular programming. And that's where my biggest gripe of Tarkov is I wish they would come out and say, okay, this is our plan, blah, blah, blah. But what we're going to do is we're going to take priority. Number one is going to be improving the game, improving the game play experience you know we're gonna deal with which they are okay to give them credit they are working on audio right but after that you know like what can we do about x system that's been in the game forever that has so many issues you know what can we do about improving some of these smaller grievances you know whether it's quality of life or just improving older systems to sort of enhance the experience of tarkov to because my god man it's like i just feel like Playing this game so casually, I can't, like, you know, quote-unquote casually for me at least, it's just, like, becomes such a pain, um, like, just torture simulator, man. And it's, like, you have to deal with so much crap. Um, sometimes you get the, the really fun stuff does come through, but does it outweigh all the crap I had to put out with? And it's, like... I don't think that's I don't I can't say that's the case, you know. I for me at least, and yeah. and, and and when I look at everything, I look at the landscape Tarkov's in, you know. When I look at their business model, I just worry that the game's gonna be one point and <clears throat> you know they'll, they'll deliver on that promise, and we'll get something 
you know, we'll get we'll get a product, um, and then it's on to the next, you know, the next project and whatever. And that's fine. Nothing can live on forever. I just don't know if we're ever gonna get. You know, nothing can be perfect. I suppose it's just. It was fun while it lasted. I just, I, and I, I'm saying like the good times that I had, you know, when I first, someone commented, it's like, man, this church guy is really, or I can't remember what they said. I'm sorry I'm using the voice, but they, they said something to the effect, you know, oh, I wish you guys would be more positive, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, if you, if I started the podcast when I first started playing Tarkov, oh my God, it would be nothing but me, you know, just gushing about this game because I literally COVID hit. I literally played this game for like six months, dude. Nonstop, man. It was it was bad. Like joined mid wipe, played the full entire wipe. It wiped, played the full entire wipe again. You know, it it was great. It was there was a lot of good times, and it, and there is a lot of fun to be had in Tarkov when you're trying to learn the systems. You're presented with opposition, and you have to overcome that. But as a seasoned veteran, I feel that what's happened is those oppositions become tedious tasks, and what gets thrown at you is the bugs, the underdeveloped systems that you have to put up with that you think could be improved at least, but they're not prioritized, and it's it's tough, man. It's tough. So yeah, it is tough. I'm three thousand foot view. You know, I got my fun out of it. I I regret buying two accounts. That was a big mistake. Um, and I wish, uh, you know, once one point comes out, we'll see. Basically, my two things I'm waiting for is one and any major changes to like improvements on the quality of the game, like whether that's you know, new systems get developed or improved or um, addressing some of the you know major bugs. I mean. Like a lot of people are talking about visible players. I've only had it happen once this wipe where I died to one. But who's to say I wasn't invisible to someone? You know, who's to say say that someone wasn't invisible, like was invisible and I didn't see? Like we didn't cross paths, you know, type of thing. But I know it's it's kind of an issue. Um but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think between the invisible stuff and the audio, a lot of people are like not wanting to play at the moment because like, mm-hmm. there's just too many like weird inconsistencies and like too many things going wrong right now which is fair enough i haven't had that much of it myself i don't think it affects solos as badly i mean that's just like completely anecdotal but mm-hmm. it doesn't really seem to i mean the, i just wanted to like say one final thing because while you were talking i was like thinking about stuff about this dwn lut thing because <clears throat> i didn't really i didn't really come to a, a sensible conclusion about like what i actually think bsg should have done and yeah. Sometimes the the right answer is the hard answer, and in a completely different universe <laughs> where Tarkov's created by a developer that doesn't have the same attitude the BSG does, rightly or wrongly, you could almost imagine a situation where something like this comes out. They go, okay, we haven't fixed our lighting, and lighting's like, you know, it's not on our priorities right now. The priority that we're trying to fix is the audio, number one. We're trying to get rid of the, uh, well, number one, trying to get rid of the invisible players, like fix that, then fix the audio, then like try to, you know, optimize streets of Tarkov for people <clears throat> and then maybe we'll get around to lighting and fixing interchange or whatever afterwards so in the meanwhile someone's come out with this solution 
let's work with the guy and like put it in as a filter, you know, so that like the, the, the stuff that he's come through, like, you know, let's get some presets together and like, and build some out. And so in the meanwhile, we'll say, look, we've temporarily, we're banning the program, but we've temporarily introduced it into the EFT. Like, this is a complete, like, this is, this is probably com- total pipe dream rubbish, right? Because like how, how impossible would it be to actually implement it as a game? I don't, I have no idea. Right. But that's the, that's the correct answer to the question. Of, about this DWM LUT, right? It's like, okay, we'll take the best parts about it and we'll incorporate it ourselves in a way that someone's already done most of the, well, I guess maybe they haven't done the work incorporating it into the game, so maybe that's not that's not really the same. Um, but it comes back to the argument that I've made a million times about the modding community, whereas BSG is like completely allergic to the modding community, right? And like those guys are like using the, ba- and you've talked about it a bunch, right? But so we're not going to go into it too much. But th- those guys are using the same game. They're programming stuff into the same game. I know there's like code control and all this stuff that you, you that you need to that you need to do and whatever. But like I'm I'm sure a lot of the base work is done already. And these people would work with BSG if they're if they were asked. I'm sure. Like I've I've been recently I mean, in my downtime. I've they recently been don't playing. Even have to, sorry, they don't even have to work with them. Yeah. The, a lot like a lot of the stuff is open source. Like the modders will post their source code on GitHub, so they could just literally you know rip it. It may not all be. Uh, you know, copy paste, um, just because yeah. of how our Stargraph SP functions in some ways. But anyways, sorry. I'm sure. I'm sure there's things that they would need to do though to get it in right. You know, you yeah. know what I mean. But yeah, um, anyway, absolutely. so like in, in my downtime recently, I've been playing, um, uh, or I started playing Factorio. Oh yeah. Which I've like not played ever. And literally everybody who I've ever spoken to has just been like, "Hey, this is your game. Like you, but you be yeah. careful about it. If you stop playing that game, you've got to be really <laughs> careful." Everyone's literally said that to me. But I was just like, I was literally looking up the team and it just made me really sad because there was like one of the guys, I don't know, I was just like, who are these people? Like, do they make anything else? I was just like browsing, just like seeing yeah. you know, what they've done. And um, one of the guys on the like roster of the the programmers was uh, some guy from the US. And it's like, yeah, his all-time favorite task is performance optimization. He's very active in the modding community and on the Factorio Discord. Like it's wow. on their website. And I was like, it just like that, it just made me so sad because I was like, yeah. man, like if only... BSG had that relationship with the modeling community, or they were like at least open about it or something. Like there's so much of the stuff they they could be helped, I'm sure, with with this kind of thing. And this is a this got me thinking about that partly because I like read that, um, and then I was thinking about this thing, and it's just like someone's done some work that alleviates a problem that they haven't actually had to do anything about, and it's like yeah, yeah. you might want to change the 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 lighting later. Just like you know, do 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 this. Do this, like take it, like do something. Like surely you can incorporate it in. Like you guys, you're smart people, right? It's like maybe there's a way. Anyway, the easier answer is to is to just say no. So um, yeah. I mean, look, I I caveat to the beginning of the cast that it was going to be like you know fairly negative because I disagree with BSG's take on on quite a few of these um different topics and some of the things that have come up in in the community right now. I for one, I'm actually still really enjoying the game. Like I still take the uh how how do you call it? I I, I like take the Try to take the game as a whole, and like, there's a lot of stuff that we focus about, like you know, the the change, the differences between one patch or another, the differences between one wipe and another, the changes that you know, the forwards, backwards of this, that, and the other. Um, and it's in a pretty, it is in a pretty awkward state, but like, there's a lot of stuff that works well, and like, I still enjoy myself a lot playing the game. So I'm, for me, I'm not like, you know, there's two sides to it. It's it's when I'm playing the game, I'm not really thinking about any of this stuff. But I think a, a lot of this. A lot of this that annoyed me was more like the community stuff and like the way that these things are treated um, and the ongoing sort of development and yada yada, that kind of thing, as opposed to like the game itself. But yeah, there's, there's some, there are some awkward things happening in the game for sure compared to previous wipes. Yeah, definitely. And like, I, I can give him a pass on audio, honestly, because 
you know, it's new territory, right? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm more lenient on that, but, like, I almost feel like Tarkov SP kind of ruined Tarkov for me because I know things can be better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I can't say that objectively, but, um, I mean, I, w- I would like to present an argument objectively, but anyways... Yeah, so it's just like, damn, uh, you know what I mean? Why, why is this some of this stuff just not prioritized? Because that's kind of my biggest issue is I'm constantly getting screwed by, not constantly getting screwed by these, but like when I get screwed, when these things happen that aren't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just it, it makes it really difficult to see the. Uh, you know the the bright side of things you know like yeah oh yeah i got my test done <laughs> yeah i just feel, i just feel for me like you know the the stuff that people complain about a lot like you know i'm, I'm not like a shift w super chat or whatever but mm. like the things that annoy me are the things that affect me the most directly in the game itself mm-hmm. and people like i feel i feel like people gripe a lot about like some things that are not really that important like well like sometimes they something... get the hand Let's say sometimes I get the hands bug with the CMS kit, right? It's okay. like it, it's it happens very rarely, and it's just like okay, it happened, and it's you know whatever. Like either we died or we had to hold a four, and it's like it's funny, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. The things that annoy me more are the things like I, I said previously. My least favorite bug in the game is the bullet snapping, um, because that like directly yeah. affects gameplay and it affects it in a serious sure. way. Audio, I can manage with it honestly. Like it's bad. It's not as good. It's not well. It's not as good as it was with Steam audio. And up and down is pretty bad, but using like where things are in the map, you can usually tell where where people kind of going to be. You're like, okay, well they sound like they're next to me, but like they're not there, so you know they're, they're upstairs or whatever. And like mm-hmm. f- front back is really bad, but like it's manageable. But like yeah, the, the bullet crack thing probably annoys me the most. But for the rest of the time, I don't feel like I don't feel like I die because of bugs. I don't feel that you know I get killed because of bugs or I get like the quest I couldn't complete the quest because of bugs or whatever. Like I find like most of the time I didn't play the game. Um, I don't know. I think people complain a right. lot. <laughs> not to say there's not 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 stuff wrong. And like that's the thing, the invisibility thing. If you're actually getting that as as a squad or whatever, that's super problematic. Right? It's really, that's really really painful. The most the most brain dead take that I've seen in general on on Twitter has been the oh ho, ho, that you know you can you can't fix the invisible bug, but you ban the community helping like LUT yeah. thing in one second. I... It's just like yeah, because it's easy, right? Like you know, right? Give yeah, me a I've, I've just I'm going to say it as well. I think. Again, I hate the takes where it's like, oh, they banned the Lutz, but they won't ban the cheater. It's just like, shut yeah, the fuck so up, stupid. honestly. Yeah, like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which has been great because it's really allowed me to see people's true colors and it's just been like, okay, mute. <laughs> Don't need you in my feed. <laughs> so that's that's been really cool. One one positive. But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, man, it's just like, Imagine, like, okay, let's say you have a list of bugs and systems that mm-hmm. need to be improved and refined because there's issues with them, right? Yeah. And let's say the worst of it is audio at the top, right? Yeah. And at the bottom <laughs> is all the other stuff, right? So it's like, let's say you get cucked by some of the, the smaller things, right? It's like, oh, that's annoying, you know? Um, but you were, you're always dealing with the audio issue. So it's almost like... The small thing was the straw that broke the camel's back. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Like, for me, 
that's how i that's how i would what kind of little things like i'm i'm intrigued like what kind of stuff do you have like specific things recoil giga (laughs) i i don't have the patience to sit here and min max the game recoil system i i don't have the patience to build my g36 exactly the same it is every time okay because you can do that dude like this wipe i've probably exactly (laughs) well and this and the skill part is a time is a time commitment right He's probably spent 20 or 30 minutes in the in the shooting range just mastering your pull down spray, right? Yeah. You follow me? And I am. But and, like I Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. And this, right. and this and I'm I'm going to get to it, but so I I could do that, right? And like I said, money has not been an issue. I've probably been operating on less than 100,000 rubles simply because, you know, you craft stuff you click the menus, you do the bar trade, you sell it, you make more money, you do a scav run, whatever. I mean, but it's it's kind of just like tedious, busy work. You follow me? Like nothing's really at stake. Um, but you just kind of have to do these these things. Like if you don't do them, you're missing out on free rubles, but they take time to do. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's really annoying when I have two crafts in my hideout that I need to collect, and I know I should go in there and collect them and start new crafts. And it's going to take me five minutes because it takes five minutes to load a hideout. You know, the, the everything's got to load up and, and shit like that. So it's just these tedious little things that you should be doing that give you f- basically free money to help you play the game. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like, how much value is that really adding to the game? And and so it's like you got you got that. And then, you know, the, the recoil is just like, oh, my God, I just have to, like, basically before I play a raid, spend 20 minutes mastering this pattern. But... As soon as I go into raid, you know, I'm gonna panic and mess up. So you need to like play a lot to build it up. And you got all these different patterns for the same guy. I mean it's the same pattern, but the range up and down is different. And it's just like I don't have the time for this stuff. And when one of these things, annoying things cucks me, you know, I'm already like frustrated that I have to go into hideout, collect stuff. You know, I just want to get back in the raid and do my quest so I can get mechanic three, so I can, you know, progress and do the game, you know. And that's that's what I'm saying is like for me, I understand audio is really hard, really complicated. Probably harder and complicated than I can even begin to understand. You know, there's that, that paradox where, like, you think you know something, and then you start learning about it, you realize how much you really didn't know about yeah. it. Um, but these smaller things, Giga, you cut those off, and... Because, like I said, I can understand audio is really hard. I can understand cheaters is a really big issue. You know what I mean? I just don't understand why you can't spend some time refining either your quest, your design, and, and how you want the game to be played, the recoil. You know what I mean? Because, as I said, I've seen you know, things like scav shooting you through bushes. The modders found a solution for that. You know, I've seen a recoil system and a modding system that's super in-depth, and in my opinion, is far superior than what BSG has. And it's just like, Oh, I can't gush about it any, any more than I already have, but it's it's amazing, you know. And it's great because you can you don't have to sit there, you know, play the game a lot to master this weird pattern. It's just it's very simple. You shoot gun, you full auto too much, the gun becomes more sporadic. It gets hard to control. So it's very simple. You point and shoot, you know, you do your, you do your thing, and it's just ah, yeah. It's that's kind of where I'm at. It's just. I want to play it and I want to like relive the glory days, but I think that's what a lot of people that are like Tarkov quote unquote veterans yeah. end up becoming. 
Because last fight yeah. I played a lot to my surprise, and I think that it was like, you know, because we we weren't doing a lot of stuff during the end of the last swipe for the channel, Airwings channel, content wise. So it was kind of like, well, what else am I gonna do? You know, purposely yeah. aiming to play the game. But you know yeah. what? That's useful. That's useful. So because that's the thing, people always talk about bugs, or whatever, and like this is more. I feel like you're. I can kind of like split. So there's there's bugs and things which are like the the biggest issues, <clears throat> and then you've got two elements of game design. Which is yeah. where the issues are. It's a game design problem, really, not anything else. It's like preferences and like dissatisfaction with the way that the game is, you know, created, the way that the game is portrayed, and the, the things you have to do in that in that game. I feel like those are split into two things. One set, which is which is valid, which I can understand. Well, like they're they're both valid, right? They're both valid. But what yeah, I think I one is like objectively, like more people can can agree with, I guess, which is that you know. Quest could do with a rework, you know, this, this kind of thing. Like some of the systems could do with some tweaking and, and to, to make them better, right? And like, the, you know, the recall system could be changed, you know, that kind of thing. What do you mean? That quests are fine, skill issues, they're good. <laughs> the other, the other said, I do actually feel that there's a little bit of like, you're used to playing the game at a high level and like used to playing it exclusively and moving to like a more casual state of play, knowing that you can play in a more optimized way or knowing that you should really go and like, you know, learn your recall pattern or knowing that mm-hmm. you need to go and do mm-hmm. the hideout, whatever. That's really annoying to know that that like that ceiling is there and that you're not meeting it if you don't do all those things. It's like mm-hmm. really, it's a really frustrating thing to know that that's there. And not like for me personally, I don't think that's necessarily as like I don't think that's necessarily a, an, an issue. Like it can it can be if the design is bad, but just because like you could well, go and do all these things doesn't necessarily mean that like you have to and you can still enjoy the game without sure. doing those things for I sure. Mean, but you don't you're have a very to, good you're... player like me, right? So like you, you, it's, it's well, frustrating yeah, you don't, don't do that kind of stuff. You don't have to collect your you don't have to collect your head <clears> on crafts, <throat> but you know, you can sure you could just willingly gimp gimp yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't have to like practice your spray finder. You can really gimp yourself. And this is the the part that I think adds to the issue is because there's no skill based matchmaking, I I'm or, you know, even gear-based matchmaking. You know, like in CSGO, for example, you have these things where, like, it is very good practice. People will play, uh, you know, go into, like, these server design to, like, warm up and, like, practice your patterns. It is very good practice in those things. But you have the skill-based matchmaking. So whatever skill you're lacking, it could be, you know, a mechanical skill or a uh, knowledge-based skill, you could say. Um, you'll get match with people with similar issues you know so if i'm a person that doesn't practice my mechanics you know my skill may be rated at i don't know 43 percentile but i'll be matched with people within that range of 43 percentile whereas tarkov i'm not really that's not the case man i'll get timmy's or giga chads and it's like i don't play this game enough to compete at this high level anymore you know what i mean last wipe yeah maybe sure you know but it's just like like it's like from playing more and more casual, I just feel like the game, and I've heard this a lot, and I think I'm starting to understand it more, is like the game does not respect my time. It's like I, and it, and it almost feels like this is the, what Tarkov is from a design perspective, is it truly is, whether it's partly intentional or not, is it just like it's a pure pain ex, uh, simulator. And I think it's designed that way, and it's kind of genius from a marketing perspective, because how many people gay do you get in your chat? It's like, I don't want to play. I just want to do scavenge and watch you play and watch you experience pain. And part of that pain is the bugs. Part of it is truly by design, you know, 
I guess. I don't know, but yeah. I don't know. I like I, I do feel that even me, like you just have to draw a line, right? It's just like I don't min-max my hideout all the time because it's really annoying. Like sometimes I have tug off shots because I just hate seeing the notification. It distracts <laughs> me from the work that I do in the day on YouTube. Yeah. And um and it's just like it's annoying. Like if I'm writing a script and I see the freaking thing pop up, then like oh here scavs have returned, like I'm gonna go and buy a moonshine and recycle it, right? And right. I'm like, all right, what was I doing? Like it's just really it's really annoying. So like I purposefully like probably just don't do those all the time because it's like painful. I could run scav runs all day just through factory da, 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 if I really wanted to like, you know, max my mm-hmm. money or whatever. But like it's all gonna get wiped anyway. So like I'm kind of now at this point where I'm like much more I'm much more chilled about that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, I could go in and like check the recall pattern or whatever and like maybe it gives me a, an advantage against, you know, the next person, whatever. But like or I could just go in and play and like maybe I'll win, maybe I'll lose. Like I don't I'm, I'm so much more like laissez fair about it now. And like especially when it comes to the quest, like I've just kind of drawn a line in the sound like I'm definitely not getting cap of this wipe. Absolutely not. Um and I was pretty certain of that fairly early on i kind of wanted to go for lightkeeper and seeing the quest line for that i'm like absolutely not going for that either like I, i've been talking about this with, with chat a lot actually like i'm not doing any more quests that you have to kill pmcs in a specific spot where you basically just have to like sit around waiting for mm-hmm. people to turn up that's like my line in the sand it's like and that doesn't respect my time at all and i don't think it's good content either and i'm just not going to do it so i've decided definitely that that's not happening so like shooterboard in heaven is not happening so the, where i draw the line is probably tarkov shooter part eight that's probably that's the ins like I actually kind of enjoy talk of shooter part eight. I feel like you have agency. Like yeah, you can people can leave the map and it's like it can be really tough, but like you can chase shots. You can run after people. Like I've always, I've typically had a good experience with talk of shooter part eight in general. Whereas like shooterboard in heaven, capturing outposts, you know, killing players around the the you know this one lamp post on you know lighthouse or whatever. Like those quests are so so bad. Um, I'm just not going to do them. And so I'm I'm basically going to just do my usual thing, get up to max traders or whatever. And then do my YouTube stuff, which is, you know, looking at different builds and like, try- and that's where I find most fun is like, they make some changes and I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do? You know, it's like, the, how do we beat class five now? Like what, what ammo can we actually get? Like, what's the best way to like mm-hmm. get those ammos and that, and that's where I like extract yeah. my fun out of the game and for my for like personally, cause I've always done things that way. Um, and, and just like getting better as well, getting better at just aiming and shooting and which... that kind of thing. And like working on different stuff, bits of the maps and map knowledge and whatever. Um, that's kind of always where, I, yeah. That's that's where like I'm trying to focus now because like I I don't play enough either, right? Really, you know. Yeah. Like I've been I pushed super hard at the beginning of the wipe, and then I always pull back because it's like, well, I either make less videos or I t- spend less time on them, or I, I play more, or I like see my family less, or whatever. Right? It's like it's just like it's a constant balancing act. So I'm level 37. I'm not like super super like far ahead um, because I only play on stream like three and a half hours like three days or whatever so i only play like 10 hours a week <clears throat> once i stabilize after the first like two weeks or, or something so i guess maybe like maybe i'm used to it or something or maybe i've like got to that well i've I... sort of come more naturally to that or like i guess like i mean yeah sorry to, to just keep going but like <laughs> no you're good i guess like the thing for me is that i've never been a giga chad because i've i've never i've never had the time to like just like like mainline the game i think that's mm-hmm. like one of the things that maybe is an advantage in some sense I'm just so used to the way that this plays. Like, I'm playing more now than I used to, right? So it's <laughs> it's uh, kind of weird. Yeah. Um. The I would say I think it's because you make content for it. Doing those things is like, you know, what I mean, like a casual player may not necessarily, uh, like there's kind of a benefit for you to do. Some of these things, you know what I mean, for like your business side, 
mm. which kind of like for me kind of skews the perspective a bit. Um, and then I would actually disagree in that I think you should stream uh, your uh, capturing outposts. Because I was watching Airwing last night do capturing outposts where he was literally just AFK talking, but he had like 300 viewers. I mean, that's kind of normal for him now. But it's just, it's kind of surprising. And I, and I really think that there's just something about people. It's a really kind of a messed up thing, but like people watching other people, like streamers, suffer. It's kind of weird, dude. Because he just was chatting stream with Tarkov in the background. Yeah, but he's not having a good time. He's not really enjoying himself, right? Like, this is not ideal, him camping, mm. you know, sitting back, slash, like, oh, this is like the ninth attempt, just waiting for a PMC to walk here. But, like, chat's, like, you know, talking to him and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird, a weird thing with Tarko, but anyways. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways. Anyways. There was, a, there's actually a few other bits. There's a few other bits. God, I actually, I feel, I actually feel so devoted. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I think, okay, I really I am sorry. Like, it's not your fault, Church. It's not your fault. It's just like the way. It's just the way that this week's been. Honestly, this week has. It's been. I don't know. It's just like the way that the things have come through. Just been kind of like I don't know something. Something. The vibe has been bad. Let's put it that way. The vibe has been bad, and it's made me feel a bit sad about about things. Even though I'm like I am enjoying the game. And I'm enjoying streaming it. I'm enjoying making my YouTube videos. But like just opening up Twitter and just seeing all the crap is just like. Might need to take a break or something from just like the social media side because like yeah I enjoy I enjoy the stuff sure. that I do in Tarkov. This is the yeah. crazy thing, right? I love the stuff that I do. It's really fun. Like I've been looking into all these different things and like you have different bits of like, the ballistics model and blah 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 blah. But like all this community stuff is just like causing me some. I don't know. It's starting to start. I'm normally pretty immune from this, right? It's starting to cause me some suffering. Some painful. Painful. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, before we run out of time, onto the next. The, onto the next thing. So. Trey and I think Clean have set up a new cheetah reporting en- endeavor. I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh at this one, dude. I think it's hilarious. Where you post a video of a cheetah in Discord, and there's some strict requirements of like you have to have the clip and you have to have their name and you have to have the raid code and yada yada yada. All the like all the stuff that you would need. And they then go to a, a a group, a big group of experienced players who like look over the clips, and then they kind of put together a pack of people who they think are like definitely sus, or like not even sus, like definitely cheating. And then they send those <laughs> off to like BSG Battle or whatever, and then they do yeah. with it what they want. And I think the <laughs> I understand the idea of it, right? Which is that the Battle I kind of like big data side of it which i suppose is the way that most of it is running right it's like checking for programs and doing some of the things we talked about on a previous previous one <laughs> that's like clearly not working for some of the most like egregious hacks right which is most obviously detected by actual people watching aladdin flying around you know just like whatever like if those things are just somehow slipping through the net because of the way it's been like coded then like sure you know you can report it to this through this scheme now, like tons of people have been crying all over the place again. Like I just, I literally, I just need to take a break from Twitter, honestly. Um, <clears throat> about like how, oh well, it's going to be like false bands all over again. Oh, it's Rengar, ha, you know, it's just like memeing all over everything. And I think the the point is that unless it's like pretty cut and dried, they're not sending them off, right, for a start. And that there's like teams of people looking at this stuff. And I don't know. I don't think anyone's got like a vested interest in 
Like it's it's not the same thing as like someone you get killed on stream and then like you know you go like oh yeah. it's not the minutes. same. It's, it's, it's not yeah, the same it's, thing. It's but. well, I don't know because clean. I think this is the case. I I again, I too have experienced the Twitter thing. Like, yeah, it's it's a kind of a toxic thing because I was so pissed off on Monday about the the uh, um the the let stuff being dealt with that I. Wanted to like get even more pissed off in a way and be like, oh yeah, screw you, you're an idiot, you know what I mean? But anyways, um, supposedly from Trey's word of mouth, from Clean's word of mouth, that you know BSG are okay with this, right? Which is kind of weird to me, <laughs> but I guess it is free labor, <laughs> so you do have that. Um, I think there is a big advantage of human labor in this kind of thing in some ways. In some yeah, sense. no, for sure. Like, like doing both is like better, I guess. This is like a very Valve typical thing. Is like someone's doing the work for you. Why would Valve ever like you know come in and take over? Like they're already doing the work. Why you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's I think the whole thing's kind of cute, honestly. Um, I've heard that out of like. The first 17 that came in, two of them were like, you know, confirmed. The majority others were like, bro, you died to a raider or like a rogue or something, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> and, and if, if, again, if Valve is anything to go off based off their data from the uh, uh, Overwatch, CSGO Overwatch days back when it used human, only humans to do the work, it was a 15% accuracy rating. Oh, again, I just like, I mean, sure, if these guys want to do all the man work, you know, and, and, and if they think it's going to help, um, and maybe it will help, you know, I just, I just think it's cute. It's, they're taking matters in their own hands in a way, you know, it's kind of like, and I, I guess BSG's okay with this, but, you know, it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, uh, the the one part that makes it kind of awkward, and I and I and I get it, right? I'm not ma- I'm not really criticizing here, but there was a couple of questions that were asked um, that I've seen around, and the response was like, "Well, obviously we can't tell you because if we tell you how it how we're doing it, then people can like look around it, right?" And it's like, I get it, but that's very, uh, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> you know what uh, I just. Saying? Because the I, thing is, people worry about false bans more than anything else. I think that's the, the yeah. thing people worry about. Like, somebody getting false banned, and I don't think it's a zero probability. Like, even if they yeah, send no. off, like... Even if they send it off to, like... It's just a complicated thing. It's like, if they're sending it off to BSG and BattleEye for them to look into the account or whatever, like, what I don't know. Like, who knows? God knows what they're doing. Like, if, if right, BattleEye has exactly. a in the first place, then what are they going to do, Right. Um, and then is somebody going to like review it from BSG? They going to look over the stats of their raids or something like internally or or whatever? Like I don't really know. Do, like if they're not, do they even already. do it? And BSG's like, yeah, yeah, send it to this email. Yeah, it's just like a it's like <laughs> I can see I can see it going both ways. That's the thing. Like I really want to. I really want it to be great, and I really want it to work out and be like, okay, well, we picked out these like you know five or ten people who are like obviously mm. hacking, like in a really mm. really obvious way. You go and you know. They like either ban it or whatever. Like they go and look at their account, but then they VSG uses the information of these like super obvious bans as some you know some kind of like it gives them the ability to flag up the things that okay this is 
across cheaper accounts, this is the kind of stuff that we're not using currently in our metrics. That's so really blatant. We could use this and add this to our general, you know, anti-cheat system or whatever. That's like the, the one positive that I could think maybe come out of it. But you know, it requires BSG to do some work too. I think that's the thing. It's like the, the worst scenario would be that people get like false banned because of it. I don't, I don't know if that's really like possible, but yeah, like anybody getting false banned sucks. And I was talking with chat the other day about how a tweak, you know, he like killed someone with an arse ass that one time mm. and got banned because the, from the other guy's perspective, he was like flying out of the right. balcony or, or out of the window, or whatever it was, but it was like some weird bug on his screen. Nothing of the sort happened. It's like, you just can't sift through those kind of things. And it's like, okay, well, it's not us doing the banning. We're sending the thing onto the, the BSG and to the battle eye. But I don't know. I just we just don't know, right? We just don't another... know. And BSG have a, BSG have a, they have a terrible reputation with false bands, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like it happens again and again. Yeah. And, and like in the number of people that you see so many people in the community, you don't know whether they're telling the truth or not. You just can never know. So many people being like, yeah, I got banned. I just like, whatever. I just don't play Tarkov now. Like, that's just it. Like, I never did anything wrong. I just, just don't play anymore. And, um, I can well believe that there's a lot of people out there because, you know, we had <clears throat> Goat's thing with the motherboard stuff mm-hmm. and they fought hard to, like, fix all of those. You get various streamers who get banned all the time for, like, various things. Like, and it's happened, like, time and time. Oh, no, it was, no, it wasn't a manual ban. We don't have a manual ban process. And then it happens again and then it happens again and then it happens again. It's <laughs> like, yeah. God damn it, guys. So, like, these I... processes, I think they've lost a lot of trust with the community. So, I don't know. It's, people are very skeptical. I'm rightly so. I just think, based off looking into VACnet, that... The anytime humans are involved, it's just going to be a bad thing. You know, we're flawed. We are emotional. Okay. Someone's going to get false banned eventually. And do you know Oddbod? Does that name ring a bell? Yeah. So is he banned? Yeah. So he, he came, I've seen him on Twitter and he came to my chat the other day. Mm. And apparently, I mean, I, I doubt he, I'm going to take him for his word, but. Again, that's just his word. So he was banned for account sharing and someone hacked his Tarkov account um, through like his Gmail or something. And basically BattleEye is just giving him the cold shoulder. I mean, this is pretty standard. You can imagine how many people are crying to BattleEye. Like, uh, I was false banned. Please look into my account. When, you know, that obviously wasn't the case. We had someone in my friend group who was banned for, you know, uh, RMTing. They were a, a recipient of RMT. And right. you get like a 60-day or 90-day ban, like temp ban. And they try to appeal and battles just they're just like impossible to get up with. And when you finally do, they're just like, go go talk to BSG. And then BSG's like, go talk to Battle. <laughs> like you just get flung around. So um that really sucks for people that get false banned. And I think it's an it's only a matter of time with and this is just another PR disaster. Like, as you said, it already seems like BSG, like they're hat. There probably is some manual banning on some part from BattleEye via from BSG, I would assume, right? Because, like, BattleEye itself is not a human manually banning people. No, it has a list of things. It looks for certain behaviors, right? You know what I mean? It's 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 systematic, right? So I don't see why you want to, like, do more human stuff, especially when, like... I guess a lot of people don't know about it. I don't know, but from seeing Valve's experiment with basically using, you know, human labor to, to operate bands, um, that failed. It failed horribly. And it was talking with, I played with, um, 
bad at video. We played CSGO the other day because we, uh, he was like, oh no, you don't want to do an Overwatch system. It's the worst time. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just watched like this two hour, like you need to watch this video. He's like, no, trust me, it's really bad. I'm like, so we finally talked and he was referring to the days back when uh, it was humans, only humans oh, doing the manual views and it was awful. Mm-hmm. There was cheaters everywhere. You know, <laughs> like it, did, it didn't help at all. Yeah, I just I I that's why I say I think it's cute. Like I mean, cute that they're uh, you know, like Trey's really passionate about Tarkov, like really passionate. Um so that's why I use the word cute cuz it it's cute, you know what I mean? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Yeah, and I I hope it I hope it works out. Um but I'm also a realist, and I just don't think it's it's going to be another PR disaster, man. It's going to happen. Give it enough time. Yeah, I just don't know. Like I can I can see I can see positives coming out of it. This is this is the issue, right? I can see positives coming from it, of which they will. Those results will probably never ever get seen, for good reason by the community, right? No one will ever see if it worked, really. Like, will you really notice less cheaters in your your own specific raids? Like, will oh, you yeah, ever be able I to feel tell less cheaters? Yeah, like it's just not something you can ever know, right? right? Like, yes, you may be like, oh, we banned like all these people or whatever, right? Like, maybe, but like, are people actually going to feel it? I don't know. But as you say, there's a lot of downside. Um, like, yeah, sure, that uh, people are trying something. So I just, I hope to God that there's not some like massive scandal. Like, loads of people get banned, or I don't know. I mean, may- maybe it'll be good for picking out those those really egregious hackers. Uh, I'm not sure. Like ones that do slip through, but they're able to do all sorts of funny stuff, and they're like so, and they're obviously cheating. People who are just like rage hacking the Voipers, you know, the Voip, the, Voip the name and the KD or whatever, and the, right. you know, the, the fly hacker guys. Yeah. Maybe it'll help with those. I don't and know. And I would love to see the data on, you know, some of the stuff. I mean, we would just, we just won't be able to. But that's kind of thing is like, you can't tell me, you know, someone will be like, oh, BSG aren't doing anything about the cheaters. I'm like, show me the data. Like, you can't. And I can't show you that they are doing anything about cheaters, right? Um, I would love to see the numbers. It would be it would be super fascinating. But my, from what I've I've seen, Battle Eye is extremely uh, one of the most um, not invasive, but like uh, uh, what's the word? Strict, I guess. Um, one of the more stricter anti cheats out there. There are lesser, like I guess, easy anti cheats. Like a, a, a not that it's less protective, but it's just not as strict. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I just I don't know. I'm like I said, wish them the best of luck. Um but uh I will also be yeah. eating my popcorn as well. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. The um the final piece related to this, which has literally come out well, it seems like today. Is it t- I think it's today, which is that a wa- a long time ago now. BSG were talking about boosting an RMT and people being careful about giving stuff to other people. <clears throat> and it seems like, we don't know this for sure yet, but it seems like today they decided to start uh, activating some of these blocks or whatever. And you mentioned it before that you get a 60-day... You know, temp ban for doing something like that. Yeah. Um, and it does seem that <laughs> it seems that some people have started receiving these for it, it's not 
quite clear at the moment whether it's like viewer kits specifically or whether there were some people who got like spiked from viewer kits from people who were RMT providers and they got like banned because of that. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so at the moment, it seems that like Teratex and Vibin, like some of the highest level people, those two guys have just taken a 60 day temp <laughs> ban <laughs> for like RMT recipient. So it seems. Uh, which is pretty nuts, um, and I think like yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where that where that stands right now. But like yeah, one page just put a video about it out on the YouTube. Mm. The deal is right now is just basically like, don't take any viewer kits if you're streaming. I oh god, it's just like so awkward. I don't know. It's just it's just weird, right? Well, it's I, I mean not even if you're streaming. How many times in my group have we played sevens knows this and. Someone's TK someone by mistake, and they'll bring their kits out, drop it to the next raid, or be like, "No, just ditch my stuff for insurance. I want you to bring me this kit, you know, because they're we're you know a bunch of guys we're bickering, yeah. having a good time, whatever, you know." Uh, but it's just like, yeah, for for the average person as well. How many times? Do you, well, I guess you can't drop keys anymore. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of keys, things you but... can't drop. So it's basically mm. mainly gear. But you want to help your buddy out? It's like. Oh my god! Can I just give him class four armor so he has a chance against the scab with a toz? You know what I mean, or whatever. You know, just, yeah, which I presume is uh, fine, right? But I think I think the viewer kits thing maybe well, has got people be caught because with the viewer well, I think kits. Like, well, the thing is, we assume it's fine. We don't know where the line is drawn, and this is kind of this oh, is a really this is really problematic. Viewer kits are probably an issue because the person who's delivering the viewer kit goes like completely naked from having like from being fully geared. So that probably is where it gets picked up. Like if you just drop if you bring in your own armor and you drop some dude's rig, like. That's probably going to be fine, right? But I'm—I don't know. I don't know any more well, than anyone else. I think what you said earlier is probably most likely the case. Is they flag, they find the person that's RMTing, the seller, and if that person, you know, interacts with a Vivin and drop them stuff, that's how Vivin gets flagged. Not necessarily yeah. for dropping viewer kits. I I assume that's probably the case, but we could be wrong. I mean, and like. And that's the thing, you don't know if one of your friends, you know, if someone in your group is RMTing on the side for a little cash, you wouldn't really know if they drop you a kit or any item, really, that they brought. Like, yeah, would I mean, you get flagged? It's like, I don't know. That's the I, thing for like, the biggest I, streamers, though. It's like the most obvious, like, troll, you know, spike ban for, like, two months, right? You go, like, oh, I just, like, come in. Oh, can I give you a viewer kit? Oh, yeah, cool. And then you know <laughs> that you're, like, hacking on the account or whatever, yeah. like, doing RMT, and then they get freaking banned for RMT. It's like, they're you know, the sort of hateful troll behavior. Right, like it's so, it's right. so easy. So now, now nobody should really be taking any viewer kits from anybody because, like, you have no idea who these people are, right, really. But here's the crazy part. If you kill someone <clears throat> that was an RM tier that brought stuff in the raid and took their loot out, would you get banned? I don't know. Because you'd be flagged. I'm just saying, uh, this, this is the thing that I think what it comes down to is why they're willing to take these extreme measures. I assume it's because it's their biggest bottom line, right? If the game has a reputation for being flooded with che cheaters, then people are like, not only does it have a reputation for running up, you know, horribly, not only does it have a reputation for being extremely difficult, not only does, you know, you have all these hurdles and you add, uh, you know, cheating infested with cheaters onto it. Like no one's going to want to buy the game. Like very few people at least, you know? So I, I guess that's why they're willing to make all these like sacrifices on some of these, issues like yeah you know yeah let's have a secret closed uh back door where you select few streamers can report players and we'll 
put them on the high priority list. Yeah, let's have this uh, community ran, uh, you know, reporting system, and they'll send it to us so we can get the cheaters banned. Yeah, let's start banning uh, people that are doing RMT because, um, you know, it's gonna lower the like. I don't know, man. It's it's their game they can do what they want to do. It's just that's what that's honestly what makes Tarkov such an interesting game as well because there's such outsiders that it's like interesting to watch you know what i mean develop and and like they're like the underdogs and i like i like them for that you know um but sometimes i wonder if they're like the villain <laughs> and the <laughs> underdog story you know what i mean like they're the underdog hero but they end up becoming the villain live long enough to see yourself become <laughs> yeah, it's you know. a shitty quote. <clears throat> i mean that's an exaggeration you know i'm, I'm being facetious there I don't actually think yeah. they're villains, but. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I didn't do many viewer kits anyway, but like. Now, is it time to make yeah. another video about, you know, it's just like, we need to know exactly where we stand on it. Okay, no transfers at all, you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like some clarification would be nice for them i mean what did they say like, where, did this, where did this come through because i've seen this through like vibin and terratech <laughs> appearing on my twitter feed i've seen one peg's video yeah where's the official channel oh where, wait like... <laughs> yeah is it twitter is it their discord is it uh their discord dms between sherpas and whoever else emissaries i don't heckin know yeah it's i mean it's not on the escape from tarkov twitter it's no. is it on the battle state games twitter I wouldn't have thought so. It's not on the Battle State Games Twitter. So yeah, I have no clue, man. No clue. Yeah. So just and be careful what you pick up from friends or especially friends. Best advice I can give you. Yeah, indeed. Okay, indeed. can we quickly touch on the goat one peg thing? Sure, go for it. Okay. Of, on the on the for the on the one on the one uh, drama condition <laughs> on the one condition that it's specifically because Goat was on this podcast recently, yes. not because I think the situation is really you know it's not anything. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's not anything. Anyway, go for it. Yeah, go for so it. a quick recap: One Peg made a video. Gosh, One Peg, can you can you just stop? Again? He made a video recently um, about. BSG simping. <laughs> and um in it, I was kind of surprised to see Goat was featured in the thumbnail. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I know that guy. And um uh, it's it's really nothing special. It's I Goat made a video talking about I guess BSG simping as well. And um he Kind of like called out. I guess the most noteworthy person would be like Nice Guy, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I guess his his general. You can watch the video if you want. You're welcome to just you know G zero A T. Don't take my word for it. But his general thing was like, uh, there's people in the community who simp for um, Tarkov, and they'll basically offer solutions. You know, like Nice Guy was offering a solution to basically pay for developer. To go work for BSG or something, um, and then the, he was saying there's watchdogs like Trey, you know, that like keep the community in check. 
And um, he also featured uh, in his opening one one of One Peg's thumbnails, the one where One Peg has a picture of like the PMCs, and it was like big changes coming, and he was referencing like the BSG patch note where they say uh, they're working on invisible players. You know, this is like very typical news stuff. Now, um, One Peg made a video addressing Goat's video essentially, and. I tend to agree with one peg and that he's not, he's probably a really far thing from a simp in my eyes anyways. Um, and I think, honestly, I think that's just kind of like a, I think what it's like a perfect storm of things because one peg kind of, I don't want to say he's a sensitive guy, but like he doesn't really put up with things. You know what I mean? Like, if you've seen his Twitter feed, like I think he has a second account where it's like one peg roast or something, but it's just like it'll just like you could be you could be a zero follower, you know, followers Andy on on Twitter post you know post under one peg and then he'll respond to you. But um, so I think there's a little bit of that going on because what happened in Goat's video, he he was given an example of what's a simp essentially, and he flashed that thumbnail, major game changes, and and the thing was like. I can, I can kind of understand what Goat's saying there because it really wasn't like anything was happening, per se. This was like BSG announcing they're working on stuff, but the thumbnail is like, oh my god, big changes! This is major, implying they're fixing a visibility bug. And I would just boil that down to marketing. You know, this is like thumbnail marketing one hundred and one. Yeah, not marketing and clickbait, whatever, right? Yeah, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And I would yeah. even say it's like, you know, a one, a zero on a scale of one to ten. A one being like, my sister did what? And there's no sister in the video. And a 10, you know, being like a really good clickbait thumbnail that's like delivers on the promise of the of the thumbnail and everything. This was like an eight. You know what I mean? This, it, it, I think it was a good thing. And I and I think that's kind of where maybe Goat was just looking for examples and he saw that and it was like, oh, that's a good example. I'll flash it up on the screen, blah, blah, blah. But he never really like called one peg a simp, but kind of indirectly implied he was a simp, right? So that's kind of how, that's the, the catch up on the drama. Um, I think honestly, if these two guys had a beer and sat down, they'd be like best of buds, in my opinion. But it's just kind of oh, yeah. how things culminated. I was, and... oh. I was thinking the other day. I was like, I was like, can you imagine? I was like, I'm, I'm sure this probably isn't the case. But in the back of my mind, I was like, can you imagine if like they're just like in their DMs, just being like, man, the marketing <laughs> campaign's going so well, dude. And this is what I was gonna say as well, which I definitely don't think this this is the case. But I could be wrong. If this was like a mastermind plan by goat for example then like kudo hats off to you man because like you got you got featured in the i'm sure he got a, a little boost of you know viewers traffic to his channel whether it's positive or negative yeah. doesn't any any attention is good or you know any whatever the saying is but yeah anywho that that's just kind of all i wanted to say there is give my two cents and i think you know just kind of a miss a miss thing there but mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah I think it was just, I don't know whether that was, because, and again, I saw the video, because, like, you know, I watch a lot of One Peg stuff, <clears throat> and I saw the thumbnail, and I was like, I know that guy. And <laughs> yeah. so I got, like, I ended up, basically, I ended up looking into it, and I just, like, right. regret even looking at it, right? <laughs> See me? I'm just, like, eating the popcorn, like, mm, yeah, this is good stuff. This is the Tarkov drama I live for. I think it was just, like, I was probably, I was, like, I don't know, 
five minutes in or whatever and I yeah. was just after, after all the other stuff that we've talked about I was just like this is time I'm never getting back you know my <laughs> like, god this is like so I was just like so sick of just the general uh, like social media yeah. social media thing um, at that point I was just like oh my god I can't believe it's come to this this is, this is like the lowest common denominator of like talk of engagement or whatever but um oh dear me yeah no like yeah i guess like this we had week on tarkov so. one peg drama alert featuring goat <laughs> big news guys get it yeah it's a rough week in the tarkov for sure yeah got a vss buff and then the rest of the community's <laughs> falling apart you know yeah <laughs> uh funny. funny we don't have time but maybe next week we should talk about lightkeeper because it is something that I looked into briefly and then kind of just ignored it. But the more I've been hearing it from like the other channels, it just kind of, you know, makes me wish things were different and they still, it doesn't mean that they can't not be different, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it could be a, you know, a continuation of this part. No, <laughs> it could be another topic. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that everything's lovely next week. And that, yeah, I don't know. They come out with an audio patch and everything's fixed. And, that would you know, be really, just... that'd be really great. That'd be mm. that'd be a big a big W, as the kids yeah. would say. I think there's there's like one final comment that I have about the general situation. Sure. Um, which made me, oh, I can't. I probably can't find him now, but um. What's what's the what's the dude's name? He, he's a streamer. He's, he's called like Varan Varan Ambien or something. He's like a lawyer. I can't. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I don't think I recognize that. He's oh a lawyer. god! I, yeah, and he like streams. Oh, I can't. I just I can't. I don't Is know what his. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just don't know how to write his name. Anyway, he but he posted something up about like I can't find the tweet, which is irritating. But um, he posted something up about how. He was getting a bit fed up with some of the community engagement stuff from BSG, which I can rightly understand. And because he was just like, you know, I've been reporting bugs in the launcher or wherever I need to report bugs for like five years. You know, I've been playing for a long time. And, um, you know, recently he's just like, I don't even see the point because I started getting these auto replies, basically saying like the support queue is too full. Your ticket's <laughs> been auto closed and hasn't been reviewed. Um, if it, If you're still encountering the problem please resubmit the ticket and the reason why it made me a bit sad was because i also had a, a ticket like that mm. myself and i was just like i don't know what that means whether there's like more requests than normal whether the support team is smaller whether they're like just not looking at it i don't know it, but it leaves a really bad taste right because like you have to you have to go through quite a few hoops to submit a bug report it's not actually that it's not like it's not like insta click like it's easy there's yeah. an in-game screen recorder right. or anything like that right you have to like you have to go and you have to upload a youtube video and you have to put it on and then you have to take the link yep. back and then fill out the thing you can't be in game you have to be in the launcher all this stuff and then to get the ticket like kick back and just be like yeah nobody looked at it just like resubmit it if it's a problem which i presume you would get the same response if you didn't resubmit it well i don't know i didn't i, did, I didn't bother to be honest with you um oh because you can only submit one a day right yeah, so you have to submit it the following day. day. <laughs> That's funny. So it's like by that time I've forgotten, right? And I've just like moved on with my life. Right. 
But um, yeah, I mean, they're probably probably a million people. It's like people saying chat. Probably a million people have like reporting audio like every day or something. So they just like can't even yeah, that's true. Presumably, um, or like the invisibility bug. They're like reporting. Oh, this raid invisibility bug. This raid invisibility is probably completely inundated. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, I just reminded myself about that at the end. It's like just like another thing that like just chipped away at me, just being like. Yeah. Man, like I submitted a report, like, you know, previously support have replied to staff or they've said at least, you know, it's forwarded onto the devs, you know, and that's the end of the thread and that kind of stuff is like gone somewhere. But when it like comes back and specifically it's just like, nobody read this. <laughs> You're like, oh no, <laughs> it just made me feel awful. It just made me feel really bad. I'm like, we're supposed to be reporting these things. Like at least, at least, at least have a button to like resubmit it or something the following day, you know? Like, don't make me fill out the ticket again, dude. So, sorry about that. I blue screened and... Um, I don't see your camera, by the way. Oh, how about... We're probably finishing up anyway, like... Now, yeah. Basically so, now, anyway. I was moved, I moved on to a completely different topic because we just, like, deviated yeah, while you were... Uh, uh, sorry. I, while you were doing your thing. I'm trying to remember what you were saying, but I guess you probably... I was talking know. about the um, the tickets getting bounced back. That was right, the last thing that I was right. before we got DC'd. Right. And it basically sucks. And it made me sad about the ticket queue and the reporting feedback, which is not really ideal. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we were just talking about quality of life a little bit. Um, yep. Yeah, those things would help. I I played Darker and Darker. And oh, yeah. um I, I definitely got a I got my eye on that game, man. I wanna I I kinda like I don't know, dude. I can we talk about it next week? I think there's a lot to cover. I'd like to. T- I haven't actually sure. played this test, but I'd, lo- I'd I'd love to talk about it a bit more. Um, let's let's talk about those two things next week. Let's talk about Lightkeep and let's talk about Dark and Darker. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Because um, I, I I do enjoy seeing other extraction shooters and extraction games sure. in general and see what they've done because it's like very insightful. Um, you get to see someone else's take on it without us having to like do stuff in EFT. Sure, which is neat. A bit like when you played Lost Light. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, kind of out of time, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I'm sorry, man. <clears throat> okay. Uh, no worries. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was different, at least. Yeah, different, for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we'll keep trucking along. Thanks, everyone, for the continued support, as always. Appreciate you all, and until next time, see you later.